podcast so nice you'll want to watch it twice for Moscopy. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome to Filmoscopy, a podcast where three friends gather to discuss a movie from one of their past. On this week's episode, we will be discussing Silent Hill. Joining me are Lance. Hola. And Owen. Hey! A very now, tipsy Owen. Silent Hill, before we get into like our first experiences with this, Silent Hill was released on April 21st, 2006, and it is based off the 1999 video game of the same name, loosely, which we'll get into that when we go over the plot. Uh, the d- film is directed by Christoph Gans, which he is a German filmmaker, I believe. Oh, German chocolate. He, oh, see, Jam- what else has he directed? Because I have he hasn't really directed anything notable. Um, Teletubbies. I mean, <laughs> the la- the last film he directed, he directed Silent Hill, or actually, yeah, he directed Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, of course they were doing <laughs> the movie. Yeah, yeah, um, and then. Eight years later, he directed Beauty and the Beast, which was a French-German or a Franco-German adaptation of that story. Um, and he hasn't done anything since. He did a, some other movies before Silent Hill, but again, nothing's notable. I heard you guys talking about, um, or I saw you guys talking about, is he coming back for, they're making a new Silent Hill movie and they're bringing him back or something? He's been working on it. He's yeah, so he's been working on a third film. Um because I I had misunderstood I had misremembered who had directed the second film, which we'll get into yeah. into the whole reason yeah. why he all, didn't all go my and info that I gave you guys is like straight up from Wikipedia. Because I was just curious after I got done, I'm like, well, did they continue the story? Is it just something else? Like some franchises do, they pick up with another thing. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. This thing, they, he said something like the original writer was going to come back. For the second movie, but he got convicted of vehicle manslaughter, so he couldn't. Yeah, at the time. I, he was actually in the process of writing the second movie when that happened, yeah. so they had to. And the director um, just couldn't come back; he was busy on something else. But he wanted to come back for a third one, but it's, he's been working on it since like 2017. Yeah, I think yeah. actually at the time, Christoph Gans was suppo- was supposedly working on an Animusha adaptation, okay, uh, which is a Capcom game. Yeah, and I guess it just never it never came to be because you know, like I said, he didn't do anything for eight years, or nothing was released for eight years after Solid Hill. Uh, I'd like to discuss um, as we go over this movie, if it's cool with you, Cody, like uh, movie adaptations of video games and why they fail for the most part. Oh yeah, we can do that. So um, yes. we'll 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 talk about that. Let me get let me get through yeah, this yeah, yeah. rest of this like preliminary stuff. So, Silent Hill has a runtime of two hours and five minutes. It had a budget of $50 million, and it brought in a box office of $100.6 million. Um, yeah, so, it made its money. It, yeah, it made its yeah. money. I remember this movie, when it came out, everybody was like, Oh, we're going to go see the Silent Hill movie, dude. It's going to be so scary. When did, when did it come out again? <laughs> did it come out in November, Cody? April. Oh, April. So this was about this was two months before the Omen came out because the Omen came out June six, two thousand six, six six oh six. Oh yeah. The number. <laughs> so I because that was my eighteen year. I was so I was able to drive. I was able to go to the movies myself and all that. So yeah. I remember a lot. I never saw this movie before. You know, we watched. I watched it for this, but. <clears throat> 
there's not really any notable actors in this movie either, except for Sean Bean, uh, which <laughs> is weird Bean. that Sean Bean is in here. <laughs> yeah, the Bean um, Bean. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that he's in this movie because it does come off like a very like sort of like a B movie, and I, th- I, I, th- I feel like I don't know if they went. They were initially going for the B movie thing. Watching, I think they I don't think had the no. actresses. They're like, okay, let's yeah. do this because there's not many characters in this movie. Obviously, yeah, I don't know. It looks right. it looks really good. Uh, it looks like too good for like it aged pretty well, if you ask me. I mean, but we'll yeah, get into so that. yeah, I mean, all I mean is that it doesn't really come off like a very super high production, but it also it, it's not as cheesy as like a B movie. I think it's it like it's stuck like somewhere in between. I mean, it yeah. helps that it was filmed dark. So, you know, you yeah. can't really tell about the wonky CGI. Because obviously CGI's may leave some bounds the last 14, 15 years now. So, it's yeah, almost there, 15 years old, this movie. Yeah. There's one scene in particular we'll get to that the CG's kind of weird. Yeah. And, um, other than that, one other notable person that did work on this film, um, the, the film had two composers. One of them is someone named Jeff Dana, which I've never heard of before. But the main composer was Akira Yamaoka, yeah. who... Is actually was the composer for most of the Silent Hill video games. Yeah, <laughs> this movie mostly like all the music in this movie is basically just from the game. So I don't oh, see. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. opening thing, like you know, you're messing around before we started recording. That that's the theme song of the first game. Yeah, um, they use. I think they, they, I think they just use so, like a multitude of songs from the first three games because I recognize some shit. Like the the end credits are from Silent Hill three. And then there's some stuff from Silent Hill 2, like the theme of Laura and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, Lance, you said this is your first time you've ever seen this movie. This is my first time, other than maybe two or three conversations with you, Cody, about it, because you've told me about this game before. This is my first interaction with this franchise, period. The video games and everything. I've never played the games, never watched any gameplay other than maybe watching you once or twice. And this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. So, yeah, this is my straight up, like, this is my virgin experience. I'm a virgin. Oh, I'm a virgin. <laughs> what, about you? what about you, Owen? Uh, I, me and Silent Hill have a very long history. Um, I used to watch <laughs> my mom play the second game when I was a little kid on the PlayStation. And, you know, I started playing it a little. Uh, my first, ex- like, I have this, like, really vivid memory where I got onto my PlayStation 2 and Silent Hill 2 was in it. I played it for a little while and I, like, walked around, you know, the foggy town. And, like, I got so yeah. scared. I was like, I turned off the TV and I ran out to my dad. And I was like, monsters! Monsters! <laughs> but, uh, monsters! Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the first four games uh, made by the original Team Silent members. I don't really like the new ones. But with this movie specifically, I remember watching it with my brother on one of those, like, stolen TV, like, or not TV, but the stolen movie websites. <laughs> Where they, we stole the movie. We stole a TV. We stole. Movie. We stole a reel from the fucking movie theater and put it in our projector. But no, I remember watching it from those like bootleg fucking movie theater sites with my brother. And I remember being scared as shit when I was six. So, <laughs> uh, for me, Silent Hill is my favorite video game franchise of all time. Uh, I love the original Team Silent games. <clears throat> And I even am a bit of an apologist for the later Western-made games like Silent Hill Homecoming and Downpour. I think Homecoming uh, is the worst out of the new ones. I think. Which which one? Uh, Homecoming. I, I would agree. Um, you know, Downpour 
I actually really love Downpour. Downpour, I know a lot of people yeah, hate it, but it's kind of meh for me with Downpour. I don't like the monster yeah. designs; they all look kind of shitty because they're just like people like with funny faces. Yeah, well, I I appreciated that they got away from, you know, well, let's just put Pyramid Head in this because people like Pyramid. Yeah, Head, but you know, I mean, the thing is, is that they just put basically Pyramid Head in it because they made that gas mask guy. And he's basically yeah, just a stand-in. I mean, he's basically Pyramid Head. And Pyramid Head literally shows up in the joke ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but with this movie, I didn't see it until 2011, maybe. Um, I didn't even know that there was a Silent Hill movie out <laughs> until then. Because I think that they had just announced Silent Hill Revelation. Yeah. And... Boy. I was like, oh, man, a movie. And then I got to research, and I was like, oh, shit, there's a first movie? And went and you know watched it so yeah i mean that's my first experience with it and i loved it when i first saw it it was after seeing several other video game adaptations or movie adaptations of video games it was a breath of fresh air because it wasn't nearly as bad as things like max Payne or any of the other resident evil (laughs) yeah even resident evil people love the resident evil films and i've tried to watch the first one several times and i just fucking like garbage dude i cannot stand those movies they're just so boring i mean they're bad but on that note let's talk about movie adaptations of video games uh you know lance you brought up how a lot of them don't aren't successful or at least critically successful um yeah, I mean, I think we should throw the critic part out of it because critics, movie critics to me are as useless as cockroaches. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I, to be fair, to Flair, woo! Um, no, I think that we are, I mean, I can be an asshole when it comes to judging stuff. I was an asshole towards uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, and I was an asshole. I'm going to be an asshole towards our next movie. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, I I wrestle with this because I listen. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Obviously, I listen to a lot of podcasts. But when they cover, especially I'm a Mortal Kombat fan, and Mortal Kombat the original movie came out in '95 is probably the best video game movie to come out from a like true to what the game was. They did the best they could. I mean, there's some things they changed, obviously. Yeah, like Reptile. Well, Reptile, the way they did it, though, at least they made him a ninja. I mean, he's not even going to be a ninja in this new movie. But, like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, they actually fought for Earthrealm in the original uh, game. In the movie, they're servants of Shang Tsung and all yeah. this other stuff. But, you know, they fit. They they did the best they could with a PG-13 for Mortal Kombat. You know, the Street Fighter movie was terrible. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember if I've seen that movie all the way through. I've probably seen it when I was a kid. You know they made a game about that movie. I know. And they've, like, digitally scanned in the actors and shit, like Mortal Kombat. That is bad. Of course, you know, Street Fighter, I mean, that franchise, I don't know what the fuck they do. They're just like, let's just make five editions of the same game and add things to it so you can spend more money. Ultimate Mortal Kombat. They're they're like the original, like, fucking pyramid scheme. Yeah. When it comes to stuff. They're the original DLC before we knew what DLC was. They're like, hey, we got five different versions of Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 Turbo Ultimate Mega (laughs) Edition. Anyway, like, other than that, you know, like I said, this is my first foray into Silent Hill. I heard that that uh, Ryan Reynolds Pokemon movie was really good a couple years ago. Yeah. But does that that have anything to do with, like, actual Pokemon, though? Like, I mean... Yes, it does, because they they made a... um, a detective Pikachu video game, and that's what they 
base the movie off Okay. Of. Doesn't it take place in, like, New York or some shit, though? No, it takes place in a fictional city in, in the Pokemon world. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's the stuff like that. I just, I struggle with, the, these games are big for a reason. You know, I think we've gotten past the point of, you know, like, movies are the top media um, ad- adaptations. You know, like, video games, you know, uh, can be just as big. Like, you know, God of War is so huge. Yeah, Video games make uh, more money than TV, or, I mean, movies nowadays. Yeah. And, you know, the stuff that you put, you watch, like, you know, like, Mortal Kombat 11, the God of War. I'm rewatching the God of War cutscenes right now. And they're almost like a fucking movie. And you sit there and you're actually, I mean, I'm drawn into the story. I am always curious why Hollywood just can't get it right. Is it because they just don't want to adapt a story straight up from a video game? You're like, well, we didn't make this. We want to do our Vince McMahon and try to put our own touch on it and just fuck it up. No. Yeah, I think in the especially in the early days, there were a lot of times where, you know, we talked on a previous episode about the Max Payne movie. Um, how those the guys that made that movie just had never played the game. They never, you know, referenced a script from the game or, or anything. It was and just they just kind of had a synopsis, I guess, and just rolled with it. I yeah. mean, it was just like it was just a project for them to work on. Yeah, and I think a lot of times with Hollywood, you got like Hollywood execs that think, well, this works for gamers, but is it going to work for a movie going audience? And so they change a lot of things in hopes that it'll appeal to a wider audience. But the thing nowadays is that the wider audience is mostly gamers anyway. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you've you know, seen, how, like, they have been coming back around on that nowadays because, like, a lot of the video game tie-in movies, like Detective Pikachu and stuff, you know, they take a lot more elements from the games. Even the Sonic movie, uh, even though yeah, when it first came out, yeah, it had a was, disgusting Sonic. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So, in the last few years, um, movie movie adaptations of video games have actually done pretty well. You have Sonic the Hedgehog that came out last year. It made $320 million. You had Detective Pikachu the year before that and made $433 million. Rampage the year before that that made $428 million. Angry Birds. Tomb- the best. Yeah, Ang- oh. Angry Birds, Tomb Raider. Even the newer Tomb Raider, while it wasn't a blowout hit like you know people were maybe expecting it to be, it still made $274 million. The Jumanji so movie. These- the sequel. Well... <laughs> <laughs> And and now I mean look, Mortal Com- the new Mortal Kombat movie it broke the record for highest viewed Red Band trailer of all time. Yeah, I was, so, I'm disappointed with the situation we're in from a society standpoint, where people just can't go to the movies. Because I mean I think there is a movie theater here in Carswell open. I'm gonna try to go see it. Um, but it's like how much money would this movie have made? Because I'm excited, and the thing is, there is a fingerprint of Hollywood embellished on not embellished imprinted on this movie because they did add an original character that's supposed to be the casual viewers introduction to the Mortal Kombat movie like he's you will look at through the movie through his eyes you're like oh this is Luke Kang this is Scorpion or whatever but it's still Hollywood instead of looking yeah. at it from like I mean Curtis Stryker could have been that fucking character he or, has no superpowers yeah or Johnny Cage well Johnny Cage does have well Johnny Cage will be in it they say he does live in this universe they're planning for yeah. a sequel yeah. Hopefully. Well, does this does will this new Mortal Kombat movie cover the events of the second game though? Because or the no, the, I mean, I think they're doing it their own little take because okay. Sub Zero is working for Shang Tsung in the first game. 
he was trying to assassinate Shang Tsung. Yeah. I don't but then see. It's been like I just don't see how Striker would fit in if it's just the first events. Oh, he's just a human being that's got no he's fucking just power. Like, let me in the tournament. He's like, let me you in. Fuckers. But it's just like something you could. That's the way I'm looking at it from a Mortal Kombat quote unquote purist, even though the creators probably don't even give a shit. Yeah. But I mean, that's just like, it's just curious, like you know. I mean, I looked at like a screenshot of all the people in the Street Fighter movie, the original, and the costumes look great from a video game standpoint. But it's like, uh, you know, you could tell it was just kind of like, ugh, you know, it was. It just looks bad, and it's just funny because John Claude Van Damme, and I know this is us covering Silent Hill, so I apologize. John Claude Van Damme, the guys who created Mortal Kombat, wanted to have him in the game as Johnny Cage. That's who Johnny Cage is based off of. Yeah. That's who they wanted. Like, hey, we want to do this video game about kickboxing with you. And he's like, oh, no, thank you, guys. I'm not going to do it. So they end up making this game, and it's become bigger than the Street Fighter. And, you know, John Clive Adams' career kind of went down the tubes after that Mortal Kombat still going strong. So it's just kind of funny Yeah, looking back at everything. Hey, I have a broader question. Um, do you guys – what do you guys think about uh, video games um, and their status – uh, their art status, you know like what I mean? Artsy do you, fartsy. Yeah. Do, no. Do you Could guys? Marlon Brando make a video game? I don't think so. Yeah, but do you guys <clears throat> think that video games can be considered art? Yeah, I do. Art's yeah, an expression. I mean, it's yeah. it's a, in the vaguest terms, art is expression. I'm not Martin Scorsese. It's like, uh-huh. oh, this isn't uh, cinema. Yeah. No, it's a fucking hell. <laughs> God of War. I'm watching it right now. Golly damn, God of War. 2018, its cutscenes look better than this fucking movie we just watched. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible the time and effort they yeah. put into I think, this shit. Yeah, I think a lot of people who um, don't think that video games are are just think of stuff like Tetris or Super Mario or something, you yeah. know. And I, I would argue that, yeah, those games aren't art. They're just, like, fun games. But, you know, even, like, we're covering Silent Hill. I'd say Silent Hill 2 is art, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think all that stuff really is. Like, Cody, what's that game... Um, uh, the guy from The Walking Dead was, he's like a mailman walking across the earth and some shit. Death Stranding. Oh, Death Stranding. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't play it because I'm not good at these fucking games. <laughs> but, I mean, that thing is fucking immaculate looking. <laughs> like, what the, 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 the what you, I mean, I know the PS5 and the new Xbox, whatever the fuck it's called, yeah. are incredible when it comes to quality. So, I mean, I, some of this stuff looks better than the shit we watch on television. Cody. Like the TV shows and stuff they actually put money into. And, yeah. You know, speaking of Kojima, Cody, what did you think um, of the silent? Were you excited for the Kojima made Silent Hill? Oh my gosh! So yeah, let me let me spin you a yarn on this one. All right, uh, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid is my second favorite franchise. <laughs> I love Metal time. Gear Solid too. That's funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I think I'm so getting voted off when, the podcast, people. You know, <laughs> I, I was I was lucky enough, you know, to have a PS4 and everything when they first announced PT, and yeah. I remember because I watched like every game conference or whatever with the announcements. I remember Kojima coming out on stage and being like, "Oh yeah, it's you know, I just want to introduce this new game from this new studio," and I think it was under the guise of like 7780s Studio. Yeah, and, um, they're like, you know, just we're not going to tell you anything about it. Just go play it. And I remember I played it, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people within a few hours had figured out that there was an extra scene. And I remember going through the steps to get the, that extra scene at the end and seeing that it was, um, Norman Norman Reedus Reedus and he was supposed to be in, in silent Hills. And I was so 
freaking excited for it. And it just felt like everything was crashing down around me as Konami Come crashing down in it. <laughs> they gave <laughs> you know, like Kojima Ko- the fucking Kojima boot. gets booted out. They cancel Silent Hills. They pull PT from the PlayStation Store. I mean, it just. So what happened with man, that? What, Did you pay an eight hundred dollar uh, fee to buy a PlayStation Four with PT on it? No, because <laughs> and you know what was stupid is. <laughs> I had deleted PT off my console because I played through it a few times and I was like, all Damn, right, you know, dude. I just want to, you could have sold that shit. And then, you know, they got rid of it and they won't, they wouldn't even let you redownload it to your console anymore. And I was just screwed, you know, which I, I learned to accept it over time. Yeah. I That's wonder, the PS4. He sold to me too. Damn dude. You could have yeah. had it gold there. I wonder if Konami has it like on a fucking like a uh, storage drive somewhere. Someone needs to Probably. break into Konami, fucking espionage that shit out of there. Uh, real quick, what happened Which, with the? Why, why did that deal fall apart? Uh, there's all kinds of rumors. Uh, Kojima's never told his side of the story. Konami said they were just restructuring internally, which it, you know, when you look back at the last few years, it makes sense because they, um, they really haven't put out a lot of games. I mean, they've had some like classic collections come out, and I think they made a new Contra game last yeah, year, the year before. Focusing on Pachinko now. Yeah, and and also Konami in Japan is a is like a big health, like they have health spas and stuff. So they wink, they wink, make a lot nod, of money nod, happy look, 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 look. And uh, <laughs> I didn't even hear that. <laughs> I, I heard it. Oh, okay. but, um, <laughs> they rumors that were going around was that Kojima's relationship with Konami was falling apart because he had gone over budget on Metal Gear Solid 5 and it was t- it took longer than they wanted it to and it just felt I guess there was like a a power struggle of sorts so they kind of just let him go let me ask you this the uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 was it a good game though uh that's contentious <laughs> I didn't I didn't like it I I, it. I liked the gameplay but the there was no story like it was I, completely to, scrapped, basically. To me, it didn't feel like a Metal Gear Solid game because yeah. one of the, one of the things you I think of when I think back on Metal Gear Solid are like the the cast of like villains in the game uh-huh. and how iconic a lot of it's them are. And Metal Gear Solid Five just didn't have any of that. Yeah, there's like and, uh, there's Skullface, who's the most boring fucker on the planet, and that's it. Yeah, and plus it, a lot of it was connected to like. Uh, Peace Walker story, yeah. which Peace Walker was a PSP game, you know that I didn't play. Yeah, so, you and, should get the HD collection. Ask Peace Walker on it. You can play it on. Well, uh, I had the HD collection and I tried Peace Walker for like twenty minutes. I was like, I you, hate this. Yeah, crap. I'm gonna go back. And it's play so like Solid 3. it's so mobile gamified. There's a lot of shit yeah. about Peace Walker that I don't like. I don't like. Um, I don't even really like that game's characters all that much. I don't like what they do with. Like, there's this problem with the newer Metal Gear Solid games that I have, and it's where they have to bring back the old characters, like, it just, and put them, like, give them a fucking role in this new game. Like, MGS4 is, like, really bad about it. Like, why the fuck are the... Why is the team from MGS3, your radio team, why are they the Patriots? That's so fucking stupid. Like, oh, we well, they, we had to bring them back, you know, the fans wanted them. Why the fuck is Vamp back? I hate Vamp. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> like they they had this like big problem where they just could not I don't know if the writers just could not or didn't want to just create new fucking characters that felt like realistic because like a big thing about MGS one to me 
was is that all the characters feel pretty i mean of course it's animeified but they all feel pretty realistic you know they have like their own goals and accomplishments and shit but then now it's like an mgs4 it's like oh well this is um fucking vamp he's half vampire and fucking full-on crazy vampire you say yeah world's a vampire the world is a vampire uh, thank you for my mgs tangent (laughs) but yeah so how do you feel about Tekken? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and currently with the standing of Silent Silent Hill as a franchise, they are there's been rumors swirling around the last few years. The latest rumors suggest that there's two games in the works. Um, with the most prominent rumors being that Sony is making a game. Um, like they've struck a deal with Konami to make a PlayStation 5 exclusive game and then Blue Bloober Team which is a Polish studio I believe uh, they've done they've made a name for themselves making horror games the last few years uh, are also making a Silent Hill game do you so, have any hope that they'll be good uh, I like Bloober Team a lot what have they made they made layer the layers of fear games Chocolate cake. Uh, they made observer um, the Blair Witch game, and most recently they released the Medium. Did you ever play the which, Blair Witch game, Cody? I mean, I, I I played it. I played it for a few minutes, but I haven't like actually played through the whole thing yet. How long has that game been out? Uh, a couple years, but it was one of those things. Like Bloober Team has a lot of deals with Microsoft, where they'll release their game on Xbox, and then like six to eight months later, it'll come out on PlayStation. Uh, so, so it's not really a uh, Xbox exclusive. Exclusive. No, yeah, it's like a it's like a timed deal. That's PlayStation's um, better. Uh, I'm just kidding. But so, the I Sony game, the Sony game is rumored like to have the director, the director from the original so- Team Silent. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's still and, like a kind of a big name. I think the last game he made was like Gravity Rush or something. And of yeah, course, he made which, Siren and stuff. Which he recently, in recent weeks, left Sony um, and started his own game studio where he's making a, n- a new horror game. So, I mean, time will tell if any of these rumors are true, but I try not to keep my hopes up. It's funny. Because, you know. It's funny how um, all of, like, the Team Silent members that made the original games, like, most of them are, like, on fucking mobile games and shit that Konami makes. They're making, like, pachinko machines. Yeah. It's, like, so much wasted. Really yeah, wasted fucking yeah. talent. Hey, real quick though, I, I don't think you guys. I don't know if I actually pose this a question. What do you guys feel? Why Hollywood can't get it right with movies that from video games? S- sorry, repeat the question. Well, uh, you have a chicken that crosses the road. <laughs> yeah. No, no. What I'm saying was like, what do you guys? Why do you think that uh, Hollywood struggles to like make accurate adaptations to these video games that fans love and are popular? I mean, they're popular enough to get a movie made. So, I mean, you've already hit one hurdle. So, you're crossing over into the quote-unquote ultimate medium in the movies made by Hollywood. Why does Hollywood struggle to make them correctly? And then they just sit there and act like, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't our fault. The movie sucks. Sorry. We're just not going to make another one. You never hear anything about it again, you know? Yeah, it's, I think it's a lot of it is fans of franchises don't necessarily want to see the same stories from the games just redone in movie form. Yeah, which is kind of a problem uh, I have with this movie. Uh, it, it's always more interesting. Like, for example, the the upcoming Uncharted movie takes place 
before any of the games. It's when Nathan Drake is a young adult. So it makes more sense and it's more appealing to longtime fans. And you can still try and pull in the outside crowd that may not be familiar with that that franchise or game playing games in general. But um, it, it's just... And you still got to make a good movie. I mean, even if like stuff like plot and marketing does everything right, if the movie's not good, it's just not good. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is Hollywood also doesn't really want to put a whole lot of money behind these types of movies because they don't think they'll be successful anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I, I would argue that... Just like the whole, like, you think that uh, fans don't necessarily want to see the video game just straight up adapted. I would say that I I think a lot of hardcore fans would. Like, you know, I don't want a Mortal Kombat movie that's 100% focused on Liu Kang being the fucking hero and someone like Scorpion's side story or backstory be completely swept away because he's a quote-unquote just a minor character. I want something that focuses on everything that plays out. And that's why, like... From the ground zero, like, I had no idea Luke Kang was the main character of the fucking first three games. Like, because everybody had a backstory, and it was, like, on equal footing that you can just pick the character, you learn the backstory, and if you like the character, you're going to love their story. So it's like, I want a Mortal Kombat movie that, you know, it plays everything. You see why people like these characters. And if you don't like them, that's just your choice. But if you're not an actual fan. Yeah. But I want the actual... I would... There's things I, I, I... have played in video games are like, man, if they could fucking act this out in a fucking blockbuster movie and everybody see it the way I see it. I would love it. It would be incredible. I mean, this is is my point of view on that. Yeah. My my two cents is um, about the question of why uh, video games movies have been, you know, so bad is that um, I just think that, yeah, a lot of the producers just don't have much faith in it. Or, well, they used to not, especially. I think maybe it might be studios. Yeah. I think producers probably do because the ones like the ones that talk about the ones because yeah. I've watched a lot of documentaries. They're really passionate about it, but you have the studio that's controlling the checks. So like, yeah. ah, no, 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 I can't do that. Yeah, the studios have like, especially in the early days, like the '90s and the early 2000s, they just didn't have a lot of faith. Uh, they they want to try to reach the widest possible audience. And I also don't think that a lot of directors either a haven't played the games or b that a lot of talented directors just don't want to do like video game adaptations. They want to go out and do something, you know, on their own, like original, original visions or something like that. Yeah. It's just disappointing. Cause you know, there's a lot of good media out there that's taking forever. Like it took them, you know, forever to get somewhat comic book accurate movies like with the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Comic books had a lot of the same problems that video games. Yeah. Had. And then the MCU came out and everybody takes the shit seriously. Cause they, they put, they put the resources in what we see, like the actors, and got good actors. And even and so, then, I would say that the MCU, like the Disney uh, superhero movies, you know, they're a lot more. I'd say they're a lot more lighthearted, kind of in tone than some yeah. of the comic books. But that's the thing going for like you were talking about the, the wider audience. Like they somehow mastered it, but yeah, they got a, fans. Yeah, still they got like it. a really good balance going on there. Yeah. But then going back to Cody's. Um, point of view about the original story look what christopher nolan did with batman 
Like, he took elements of the comic books, but he completely put his own twist on everything. He said, where's the console? Where's the console? So, I mean, so, I mean it's, it's, you guys are right on both sides. I was just really curious because I'm probably not going to talk much more on this episode since this is, this is y'all's show here today. Good talk, champ. I'll right, see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Boom. Bye. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Now, oh, that, yeah. now that he's gone, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so... A quick note that I found about Sean Bean's role in this film. Originally, they only planned for him to appear in the beginning and end of the film, but the studio wanted a male lead, and so they yes. squeezed more of his it plot. It feels into the like film. that too. It feels so much like that because his sequences are so fucking just like dull and pointless. Yeah, they're they're absolutely. I was thinking that while watching this again today. I just. I thought, man, this movie would be so much cleaner if they just did not do all this extra Sean Bean stuff. Yeah, it's just fucking like plotting, you know. It's so boring. yeah because they could have they could have gotten all of that other stuff across. We didn't need to know that there was some random cop thirty years ago in Silent Hill that carried Alessa to the hospital. <laughs> he touched the know? cage, and now his hands are hurting. Yeah, I mean. But it wasn't that supposed to be the same cop. Thing. Yeah, that was the same detec- detective Gucci, yeah. dude. Well, why does he look the fucking same? Like he hadn't <laughs> aged. Because he's a time traveler. <laughs> Gucci gang, Gucci I was, gang. I, all I could think of was Sons of Anarchy the whole time. Every time he was on screen, but um, yeah, and like the whole orphanage thing, we know that she's adopted because they said that in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, oh, I must have missed that. You know, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Rose tells Sybil that you know she's adopted or whatever but uh, regardless Sybil man Sybil what what about Sybil she's got a huge ass I thought it was I don't want to stick my head all the way up it <laughs> I told you I'd get that line in there. Thank you, it. Cody. He finally did. He was it. setting me up for that. <laughs> he set you set him up and fucking knocked him down. <laughs> but yeah she uh the actress that played her played on The Walking Dead. Walking head. Do you remember that she was in the first a couple seasons? She had the long hair, blonde hair. She was that bitch. Dude, it's Silent Hill and Walking Dead are connected. Yeah, I know. No, I, I don't remember. Well, she was the, it's, like, it's been years. Well, it's, you know, they had that old guy that had the RV that they were riding around. Oh, he was kinda, like, she's that lady. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she was always just a fucking bitch. Her sister ended up getting killed and she ended up fucking the governor. Fucking. And all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking she, about. Yeah, that was her. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, damn. Of course, I mean, you know, that show was like 2000, what, 10, 2012 yeah, when yeah, it started like up? 2010. Something like that. This was 2006. And I recognized, I mean, Sean Bean is his name. Yeah. And I think I recognized the main actress, too, but I mean, I wasn't. You know, that was about it. The, the, the thing, I mean, we'll just get to it because there's some questions I have about the characters. Not them, but the the screaming uh, charcoal babies <laughs> that were chasing her. Yeah, they're, oh. they're and, like, adapted from the games, but they don't look yeah, like they're, that. Yeah, they're, I think they're supposed to be, like, the gray, the gray children or whatever yeah. from the first game. And the first game, um, in the game, they have, like, no face, and they're, like, little kids that carry knives. And, like, the people yeah. that are all, like, I don't know, man, the... Yeah, we'll just let, I'll let Cody take on the show. I'll ask questions. Sorry. Go. So, jumping into the plot, uh, it immediately is kicking off. They're panicking. You you're introduced to Rose da Silva and Christopher da Silva, uh, and they're looking for their daughter. They changed their um, fucking names. They're not Masons anymore. Yeah, which is weird because, and it's also bizarre because 
this is this plot is very much in pulls from the plot of the first Silent Hill game, but there are very key thing there are key things that are changed, and sometimes it's questionable why they changed them. Yeah. Uh, like for example, Rose and Christopher are both basically Harry Mason. Yeah. Because in the game, what about Perry Harry Mason, Mason <laughs> is a single dad. Uh, his wife like died off screen like before the game started. Yeah. And they're traveling to Silent Hill because it's described as like a vacation town or something. Yeah. And they they get in a wreck, and the wreck the the car crash scene in the first game is almost shot for shot how it is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, where you see Alessa walk out into the street. And Harry's and, like, "I'm gonna hit this know, bitch." <laughs> Harry swerves. Did you see that know, squirrel? Hits his head. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So they're panicking. They're looking for their daughter, uh, Sharon who is more than meets the eye, like a Transformer. Um, yeah, she played in Twilight, the third one. Oh, yeah. It wasn't she, she was the little girl that got tore up at the end by the Valkyrie. Brie Tanner or something like that. Yeah, she was that character that was changed by like one of Victoria's people, and she was all scared, and they were going to try to save her. Um, on her yeah. acting ability in this movie, uh, <laughs> her, first, her first line, <laughs> Siren Hill! <laughs> well, God. even like afterwards, when it's like when uh, Rose shows her the drawings, like, did you do these, Sharon? And she's like, no, mommy, Who did, did that. that? <laughs> it's just like, oh gosh, this is it's like not very good. Settle down. <laughs> and about those drawings, like, I mean, what's the big deal? That's just that's what I drew in like first grade. Come on, what's the big... what's the deal with these drawings? What's the deal? So they the parents discuss it, and Rose wants to take. Sharon to Silent Hill to find out what's going on. And Chris is like against it. You know, he thinks that they just need to take her to the hospital and give her some more medication. <laughs> Fucking pill the bitch up. <laughs> he's actually but, taking the pills. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> he's, she, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm on Percocet. Fucking Molly, dude. I got he's like, look, we're going to adopt this baby, but there's two rules of the house. One, give me all your fucking Percocets. <laughs> And two, stay away from my fucking Percocets. So they take off to go to Silent Hill. At one point, they stop at a gas station. You find out that he's cut the credit cards off, whatever. That was pretty and quick to do that. I have a hard time believing that would have happened that quick in 2006. Like, how'd you yeah. cut off the... Hell, I have a hard time trying to talk to my bank about a transaction I made. Like, you turn off the thing, like, okay, you gotta go through 14 steps of identification. Okay. It, and it's well, weird you know, he, that he did have that broadband internet apparently because when he when he started searching up Silent Hill and haunted towns that shit was loading real quick. Yeah, he didn't have no dial up. What if he what if he like starts it? You hear the he gets on his computer, <laughs> he types www.pornhub.com. He's like, I'm doing research. Let me watch some Percocets, please. He's like, please. Uh, real quick, I was really confused because it. I mean, I feel like I looked down at my phone. And then look back up, and they're already driving to the town. Yeah, it's really quick. It's okay, because like, I mean, yeah. I, I usually get on Wikipedia, and yeah. I, I didn't spoil this movie for myself. I was just looking at like production stuff because I'm always curious about that stuff. Yeah. But it was kind of a like really abrupt, and yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah, it was just kind of like the first game just starts you directly. Like there's the there's the beginning cutscene where he's driving on the road, going to the town for a vacation. He's not going there because his daughter's fucking mental. He's just going there for a vacation, and then he crashes, and then the game starts, and you're like walking around in the town. The, I guess they yeah. needed like some establishing, you know, stuff in the beginning, but you know, 
Oh, yeah. Well, and so when they get to the gas station, you're introduced to Sybil Bennett, Ooh. who that is her Ooh. actual name in, in the Silent Hill yeah. game. She's a mega bitch um, in this movie, though. <laughs> At least in the yeah. beginning. Ooh, yeah, no yeah in, the beginning, what, in the beginning. That's probably what drives has. my attraction. Like, oh. in, in, in the game, I remember her being like more helpful and friendly because she's yeah. just as confused as yeah, she just gives him a fucking on. gun because because i guess that's how japanese people think americans greet each other here's a gun yeah. <laughs> yeah. take this only they're not like that far off to be quite honest with you they were <laughs> they were just 20 years ahead of the curve <laughs> they got it dude so this gray dimension that they go into when they get to the town yeah what the fuck is it well, it's not really explained in the movie, but in the games, and I, I know there's some contention about it. Feel free to butt in, you know, Cody, if you have anything to say about it. But my understanding from my, what I've learned from the first four games is that, and I'm basically just going to go over the lore of the games, is um, the town is like a sacred place to a bunch of Native Americans before, you know, colonists settled there. Oof, it's rough. No, not that kind. I don't... I don't know if they introduce that plot point. No, they in the don't. First couple in games. The, uh, they do in the second game because uh, uh, Mary says it a little bit. And Mary. Mary. Yeah. How do you know um, her name? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically in the first game, all all you really know, you you find out that the town has a cult. <laughs> There's a cult that's basically trying to bring their god to life. Yeah, and they um, gave up, like, the head church lady gave up her daughter uh, to birth the god. Oh. Um, okay. Now, yeah. yeah, the difference between the story in the movie and the game is, is that the cult in the movie is, of course, like, now a Christian cult. But a big thing is, is that they didn't, um, and kind of a contention within the fan bases is that they were, they were trying to impregnate, uh, the, the head church lady in the games was trying to impregnate her daughter with the, you know, seed of the god, the seed. Um, yeah. But she wasn't burning her. What had happened was, is that... They left that, the light on too long. Yeah, they left the light on. They left the oven on accidentally. But the, the daughter the daughter was psychic, and that was that's a big thing of the thing, is that Alessa in the video games is psychic. And she was under a lot of stress, and so therefore her, like... Zeit, or I forget what the term is, but you know her psychic power caused like the boiler of the house to explode and catch fire, and so yeah, yeah her entire house was like fire and burnt. And so they put her in the hospital, and the ritual failed. So they were trying to create another ritual to birth the god in another way. But That's, she split. Yeah, she, like a lot like in this movie, she split into two two parts. Kami and Piccolo. And, um, her innocent, basically, there's there's the innocent part of her again that's Tommy. out in the actual world, and the reason that Harry actually, it, it's kind of implied that Harry was going to Silent Hill because uh, you know, like I said, they thought it was a vacation town, but the cult was luring him there because they needed uh, yeah. his daughter, um, which I I think in, if I remember right in the game, her name is Cheryl. Yeah, that's it. Um, that sounds more interesting than what happened in this movie. Cheryl, yeah, yeah. it is like infinitely more interesting. Like I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not so, trying to put the movie down, but like it seemed like they took that and dumbed it down. Like, okay, we got this radical yeah, Christian cult. Yeah, it is kind of con like there's a lot to the video games, and especially the first game, they really don't give you a whole lot. You have to find it yourself, basically. Yeah, you have to read documents and stuff to to gather a lot of the story. But um, yeah, in the game, the cult. 
needs Cheryl to like basically merge her back with Alessa yeah. so that they can try to do the ritual again. And birth properly. the god to create the end of the world. Yeah, but Alessa does not want that to happen. Yeah, yeah so. a big difference between the movie and the game is that Alessa and the movie's basically evil. She wants to like kill all the cultists and shit. Or she wants to just kill everybody, basically. Mm. But in the game, Alessa's good. She does not want this evil god to be birthed into the world. She's trying to prevent it. That's why she's split in two. Yeah. Okay. And well, yeah, what's the mom's name in this in the in the movie? The one in the in Silent Hill. Uh, Del- Del- Delia. Dahlia. Dahlia. Yeah, Dahlia. Dahlia Gillespie. So her that, throwback though. Yeah, that's, another, oh. that's another um Sweet difference. Jesus. I was going to bring up is Dahlia in this film is more like an outcast. Yeah. Yeah. They changed, they split the Dahlia, the dot. Damn it. I can't say her fucking name, but they split her. Yeah. They split her in the game. They, in the movie, they split her character into two characters, which is, um, who's the head of the church in the movie? What's her name? Uh, let me look up her name because I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. And that throwback to Dahlia though with her red hair. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Even with all that uh, suit and shit over her, dude. Woo. On, dude. Her her name is Christabella. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they split Dahlia's character into Christabella and Dahlia in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because Dahlia is the is like the cult leader in the game. Uh, yeah. And and Alessa's mother still. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah. Okay. A lot of changes. If it felt that yeah. way, because you know, I don't know, man. There's, yeah, which we'll we'll get into more of those changes as we go through the plot. Yeah, I just do but, the uh, best you can to explain like the fucking gray people that's got no arms, <laughs> like the ones that look like they're cocooned. <laughs> yeah, there are lore. Legs. There are lore explanations in the game for why those monsters appear, but there aren't really in the movie. Yeah, in the movie, like yeah. when she goes down to when she's trying to get to level A down at the bottom of the hotel. Uh, are you talking about the tongue flicking guy? No, no, no! I'm talking okay. about all those white people. Looks like they got bags <laughs> over their head. The those are the cultists, aren't they? No, no, no! Oh, no. the bubble-headed nurses is what you're talking yeah. about. I guess so. Yeah, I was like, this is 2006, and literally everybody's showing some titties. Titty, baby. Even these zombies have got titties. The nurses are actually in the Silent Hill game. Yeah, they're from the second. They're pulled directly from it. Yeah, they're from the second one. Yeah, because. Okay. Yeah, just so, keep going. You're gonna kind of, let's go through the plot. We'll get to that. I'm we're sorry. about to nerd out all over Silent Hill lore. Uh, uh, so this th- we may as well go ahead and talk about it now. But in the first game, the the creatures of the town are basically the being yeah created by Alessa. Yeah, they're being projected um, by Alessa's like it's like a nightmare. Her nightmare is being projected onto the town. Right, in which is why you get that switch yeah, the between the the fog town and like the industrial, Metal. you know, rusted world that, yeah. that pops up. Yeah, in the game, which, they're not supposed to be like separate dimensions. I don't think it's just supposed to be her like nightmares being psychically projected onto the town, creatures and all. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but in the second game, every the the monsters are more. It's the idea is int- introduced that. The monsters in the town are pulled from the psyche of everybody that's in the town. So, like, James... Who's the main character of the second game. Yeah, he's the main character of the second game. You find out later on that, you know, he had a lot of sexual tension built up. He was like, I'm 40. His his wife had been sick for a long time, and he actually ended up killing his wife. (laughs) Spoilers, damn. Well, I mean, how'd he kill her? Like, which position? He he put a fucking pillow (laughs) over her head. Well, that yeah. I mean, that could just be part of the routine. I mean, yeah, he, she, was, she was like, she was, doing it. 
She was sick with cancer or something. No, like. She had like a skin disease. Um, oh, so you couldn't put it in. Yeah, he, he, yeah, it was blocked over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so like the nurses are manifestations of his psyche, and so is Pyramid Head, which is probably the biggest offense of this movie. Wow. Like Pyramid Head, for some reason, is just put in here. I guess because he's iconic to the to the franchise. Yeah, he became but, kind of a mascot. Yeah. Is he supposed to be like um, a projection of his penis? No, he's like um, the manifestation of James's desire to be punished for what he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, Pyramid Head is basically supposed to be the one to punish James. Yeah. You know, it. it's his subconscious it's a, back of his head like, fuck, I did something really bad and I need to be fucking punished for that. Yeah. Right before it turns into a sexual fetish. Yeah, before he fucks your dead corpse. Uh, oh, yeah, God. All, all, the, all the other enemies, like, or all the other creatures, like the little tiny gray children and and the ones with, like, all the skin wrapped around them like a cocoon, that is supposed to be Alessa projecting those. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess Alessa was it, also horny, too, so that's why she was... Or, or, are, you, are you talking about the first game? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the first okay. game. I would thought uh, we were talking. And then I guess I guess in this movie it's the same. It's supposed to be the same yeah, thing, but they but, just never explain. Yeah, it's it. stupid though because I guess Alyssa is just like loves big titted nurses and loves putting them in. Yeah, so the nurses form. are part of her. Like, <laughs> well, I guess Lisa Garland um, is kind yeah, of Lisa, tangibly related, but you don't know. Yeah, Lisa Gar Lisa Garland is actually in the movie, which yeah. um, we'll we'll get to that one. Yeah, we get there, let's let's save that off. That. Yeah. So they, you're introduced to Sybil at the gas station. She seems weirdly, like paranoid. Yeah, she's very uh, confrontational. She's like, "I'm gonna shoot you, yeah. motherfucker." Who is this? Who is this girl? Who is this? <laughs> it's like this is my daughter. Please, no, stop, <laughs> fucking liar. How do I know? Where's the Where's the birth certificate? <laughs> yeah. Well, you did. Yeah, no, that's one thing. But you, I mean, I. I kind of understand it from that standpoint because she's like, oh, freaking out in her mom's arms. Yeah. And, yeah, and but I like, mean, kids do that. Kids ask, act like little fucking assholes. Well, I know that, but I mean, how do you decipher that as a cop, though? Because I mean, you, you look at her backstory. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm if not the like kid's being, saying, "Help me, help me, I'm being held hostage," well, maybe then, we get yeah. ice cream. They're like, "No, I wanted chocolate." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're like that bitch stole that kid. You yeah. know, I mean, I but understand you know, your they, they, point, but they give a plot point. reason for her being so yeah. like. Because that one you know, guy concerned about sold it, sold the kid, threw him down right. the, the shaft or whatever the whale. Yeah, so she thinks that that's just that one in a million shot will just happen again, <laughs> just yeah. exactly the same way. So, and I guess when she went up to Silent Hill that time, Silent Silent Hill was normal. Yeah. And then now when she's gone back, she's trapped in in the other world. That was so wild um, that when that happened, man. That was like yeah. So basically, it, it, to talk about that real quick, I think. If I remember correctly, the the theory is that if you're someone with like a a good conscience and like you're free of guilt or basically you're not tainted in any way, yeah, like the town will just present itself as being completely normal. Yeah, you're like but, your guilty conscience isn't projecting onto onto the town. Yeah, uh, but so there's also the cult related shit which doesn't care either way if you're guilty or not yeah. it'll just project itself no matter what yeah and so like with Sybil in the movie I guess the the way you could assume the reason for her being trapped the second time she goes up there is because the memory of what happened before um, about the boy being thrown down yeah. the mine shaft and all that um, is probably it weighs on her mind so much that she ends up being trapped in that other dimension 
What? So in this movie, did did the town or Alessa? Okay, I guess Alessa brought them into her dimension. Yeah, and she didn't. That's why, like Sean Bean's character and that yeah. cop could go in there. And I'm just pretty walk sure. Freely. Yeah, that's what's supposed to be happening. Yeah, in that. Yeah, one. I think I think that's right. And the one thing I thought was so, kind of stupid when Sean Bean did go up there. I know this is jumping ahead, and you know he was like, "I heard her. I smelled her." He goes, "Here, put your mask on and breathe that. Th- breathe through your mask." And I'm like, "He's breathing his own carbon monoxide. He's got coronavirus. <laughs> it's not even a fucking mask you'd use for like breathing. It's an N95 mask. He's like six feet apart." <laughs> Well, the the reason they tell him to put the mask on is because there's ash in there. Yeah, they, yeah. And, but it's the way he said it. He goes, "Here, breathe. Hey, breathe in your mask. You'll feel better." I'm like, he's breathing his own carbon do monoxide. You, I'm like, do, do you want to talk about how they changed the town from like a weird main town to like fucking Centralia, Pennsylvania, in the movie? Yeah. So I was gonna want to. I did want to talk about that. So Centralia, Pennsylvania, is a real town, and you can go look up videos of people going to did this they, town, and it is eerie as fuck did they shoot uh scenes in the movie in that town i don't think so oh that's lame um <laughs> they shot it in maine <laughs> like all right we're gonna no, base this no. off of pennsylvania but we're gonna shoot it in the actual no, town what happened was is that in the games it's set uh, silent hill's supposed to be in maine and there's no like ash or burning shit it's just there's it's just foggy that's it but in this one they were like dude centralia is so cool um, so then yeah, they said it, it, it was and, it was filmed. This was filmed in Canada. So oh, Canada, Canada. Canada eh? Yeah, some lady, some lady in the fucking movie says sorry. I swear to God, like oh, fucking really? sorry. Yeah, like Nickelback. It's not like you to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had never thought um, about that. That's awesome. So I love drunk Owen. If you look, you can look up videos online of this town, and people have gone there. But there was a coal mine under the town that caught on fire, and ash basically just like pours from the openings and falls from the sky, and it looks like snow. But again, it's nothing but ash, yeah. and it's basically uninhabitable. Except there are people that legitimately live in that town still because they just refuse to leave after all that stuff happens. They're yeah. like, we got a constant buzz. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> They're like, fuck yeah, dude. Toke it. So have you seen videos or like, when you talk about this, have they interviewed people that live in the town or whatever? I think in one of the videos, they see an old, an old guy like walking down the sidewalk and they go and talk to him. Um, they probably don't want yeah, to should, be talked to. You should to. definitely look them up. They, um, they're pretty fascinating because it like, is probably the only town on this planet that you're, you're going to see something like that. Yeah, the, is it- the story behind, uh, I don't know if we talked about that, uh, but the story behind Centralia is, is that um, it was a coal mining town. It's basically, I think Cody went over that. Just okay, yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was spacing out. <laughs> he spaces like but, but yeah, I should let Owen go. But the, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> the, yeah, but yeah, the coal fire's been burning for like, what, 50 years or some shit? Yeah, something. Is it something I'm going to watch at night It's going to creep me out? No, it's not really scary. It's just interesting. Yeah, because it's basically like the town's just almost the empty. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like watching videos about Chernobyl or something. In the French yeah. Alps. Yeah, of course. Well, that's just where Andre the Giant was built from. Sorry. That's why I was just where you said Chernobyl in the French Alps. That's what it popped in my head. Sorry. This is Silent um, Hill, people, not wrestling. Silent Hill. <laughs> so they get to the town. They, you know, they wreck because Alessa walks out in the road. Uh, Bitch, when, get out of the way. <laughs> when Rose wakes up, uh, Sharon is gone. And. Sybil comes up and arrests her. No, no, no. She goes. Right. 
She goes looking first. Remember that's when she goes into the town and the yeah. sirens go off. Everything oh, is yeah, dark. That's right. And yeah, you get, and she sees the little the gray children. Yeah. What's point. up with the dude with the gas mask who looks like he's been crucified? He's supposed to be a cultist. Um, I think in the movie. Oh, so he got caught outside the. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah. in the game, that same exact sequence happens when you're looking for Cheryl. Um, but the the body up there is just a body, you know. And there also is like a little hospital bed in the game too. Okay, that kind of makes sense. That guy's like, he's like breathing. Of course, it looks weird. It looks like he's bleeding. Yeah, he's been like gutted open and hung up on the thing. Okay, I didn't know how because like I said, everything's so fucking dark. When it gets dark in the town, you can't see anything. Because I yeah. get the whole CGI thing. It masks a lot. Yeah. But I was just curious. I didn't understand what that was. And, like, I don't know. They had that little bird with them in the cage later oh, on. Yeah, that is a cool thing. I, that like is kind of warned them. Like, hey, yeah. it's about to happen. Of course, yeah. it doesn't matter. They all get, like, caught up with the insects anyway, those three guys. Yeah. But yeah. that was just kind of, I was just kind of curious. The one thing I do not understand, she is, <sighs> she's chasing after this little girl. If you are in a fucking town that you've never been in, and it looks deserted, and your daughter is missing, and you're chasing after this, this girl thinking it's your daughter, don't you think your daughter wouldn't be running away from you? She's like, hey, she keeps like calling out her daughter's name like this, her running, playing a game with her or some shit. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Yeah, which, I would be staying in my fucking that, car like, see, bitch? <laughs> I mean, well, like with Rose, I think, you know, it's probably just one of those things, like adrenaline's pumping, and Adrenal she's just trying to get to her yeah. daughter. And I know Alessa is probably trying to lead her to where she is because she needs her to get inside the church, which we find out later on. Yeah, that was, man, some weird shit. Um, but yeah, so she finds her way back to the car. Everything's gone back to normal, or Silent Hill's normal. Um, and then Sybil arrests her. She tries to call Chris, and you find out when the message goes through on Chris's phone, it's all, like, broken up, and they're static and everything. Uh Sybil arrests her, and then there's a creature that comes up. Is it the one that's, like, wrapped up like a cocoon? Yeah, well, Sybil says, hey, excuse me, I'm a police officer. Can you help us? And then that thing starts walking, but it's, like, you know, yeah, cockeyed. Shit. Yeah. But it spits some kind of uh, yeah, blood that's, like, like, acid, almost. It's like Yeah, it's got, like, acidic blood. Yeah, that's what it is. And then you also, this is a cool note for, for Silent Hill fans, when it gets close, or as it's approaching her radio and Rose's phone like starts getting a lot of like static on it. Yeah. Just like and the games. In, in the game in the games most most in most of the games, I don't know, remember if it's in every single one, but they carry a radio around and anytime uh because it's all foggy in the game. Yeah. So if you start hearing that static, uh you know that a creature is somewhere close. I think it's in every game uh, that they have the radio. Yeah, I just can't remember if they use a radio in every game, but they they might. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then they go wandering through the town. Rose is handcuffed. Ah, oh, shit! What happens? <laughs> I can't remember. They run into Dahlia for the first time. Yeah, she does. Well, actually, she no, she had run into Dahlia first because she runs back to the car and gets in it, and yeah. then tries to start it. And that's when Sybil, she's like, "Look at this picture of my with daughter. her big juicy ass." And, uh, and I'm just kidding. But yeah, she she <laughs> like Rose. I, if I remember correctly, she sees all this. She wakes up in the bowling alley after the the wave of Alessa's um, nightmares happened or whatever. She sees mm-hmm. Dahlia. D- Dahlia sees that picture of her daughter on her necklace thinking it's Alessa. And, you know, she says some kind of cryptic shit as she walks away. She runs back to the car, gets in it, and that's when Ro- uh, Sybil comes up. Oh, okay. 
and then you know Sybil's like, okay, we're going we're going to walk this way because the car won't start, and they go over there, and the road is like it yeah. looks like the road is caved in, but it's just I guess it's a projection because Rose drives over it no problem. Yeah. Later on, sorry, spoiler alert. At at some point, uh, she finds out that Alessa exists. And how she was burned alive or whatever. Mm, um, yeah, I don't know. Because she keeps chasing this little girl throughout that little school. Thinking yeah. that it's... Is Sharon? Is that the kid's name? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, Sharon. Sharon. And she, you, she keeps looking for Sharon, but she seems like... It's just always... It's just like out of race. The thing that fucking was freaking... When she got into the bathroom and she was looking through the stalls because she was trying to find the little girl that I guess she thinks is her daughter still... Then they have that one person wrapped up in the bob wire that's like dead in the stall. Yeah, that's the guy who. Uh, did you catch up on? Did you notice his little name tag? Oh, he was the guy that raped her, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! I had no idea. Yeah, dude. So, and that was him reanimated too, walking out. He had that thing around his eyes, and he was like crawling. He's like ah. When the nightmare happens, I think so. I just thought it was funny that he was flicking his little tongue. So I remember just laughing at that. I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, that's fucking weird." But yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of uh, in so in the school. She goes to the school because she finds a drawing, right, of the school. Yeah, in her car. Yeah, and that's something else that's that's common in the in that first game at least, where Harry finds like these children's drawings that are like clues. Yeah. Um, because clues. the game's not the game doesn't outright tell you like, hey, you need to go here, like follow the checkpoint. You know, it, you have to find clues to like figure out where where you need to go next. Yeah. Uh in the school, the nightmare realm reappears. Uh I think you see the miners in the school as well with the canary cage that you were yeah, talking they about. They got the gas masks and pipes and shit. Are they are they yeah, miners or are they the part of the cult? Both? They're part of the cult, but they're dressed up like miners. Or, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because she... Yeah, and then, I mean, that, that bird thing goes and, off. That's when the guy wakes up in the stall, and he comes out, and his, like, his face is wrapped... His eyes are wrapped up with something. He's like flicking his tongue. It's kind of weird looking. Yeah. Like, and at one point, at some point during all that, you see Pyramid Head appear. He appears out of that that giant slash where all the bugs come out of. Pyramid Head! I love how he's trying to grab for him uh, when he cuts it open, open the door. Yeah, he's like, give me uh... <laughs> his hand movements are fucking making me laugh. He's like, come on. Which, <laughs> which something that's always bothered me about this movie is they don't. He's in the credits. He's not credited as Pyramid Head. He's called Red Pyramid. Yeah, well, that's what they which... call him in uh, the second game, kind of. Well, I think <sighs> James says in the second game like a couple times Pyramid Head, but he also says like a ton of times he's like that Red Pyramid thing. So <laughs> Red Pyramid thing, uh, that son of a bitch. Son of a bomb did you guys, I thought they were gonna play more into the element because you know she got the keys in that, that desk in the school when she went up there and she went in the bathroom and she saw the miners or wherever the fuck they were and she went back into the bathroom, shut the door and was trying to lock it and she locked the door. Yeah. But then the nightmare starts happening, and then everything turns into the nightmare. And there's some buckets. And then, you know, well, that guy comes out of the stall. He's like, ah, he's making a weird noise and shit. But she just takes off running. I thought they were going to play into, well, she just locked the door, and she's like, she can't get out of the bathroom. But they didn't. She just, just took off running down the hill. It was really fucking weird. Yeah. Well, that's something that happens in the games is, like, in the transition between the two realms, certain passageways and doors will open up yeah. that weren't 
open in the fall. I don't know if that's what they were going for there, though. I think that was the something they forgot. Yeah, I think the director was just like, she runs away. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) So when she's being, she's trying to get away from the bugs, Sybil shows up. She pulls her out, pulls her out. Or no, no, she's on the ground, and I think the bugs are coming after her or something, right? Yeah, Sybil grabs her 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 and drags her into that room. But uh, anyway, the, the realm goes back to the fog world. Uh, pyramid head wanders off. The bugs like dry up and and crumble. Yeah, that was uh, fucking weird. And everything goes back to normal. Like you know, the walls like all fucked up. And then when yeah. the dream world ends, or the dream whatever you call it ends, everything just kind of like it just reappears slowly. It's it's a, yeah. it's a cool transition. That part's pretty cool in this movie. Yeah. They stole yeah, that we, little transition for the homecoming game. Like it's like exactly one to one stolen from. Yeah. Homecoming. Well, homecoming stole a lot of things. Yeah, homecoming is basically the movie of the game. Uh, it's, no, homecoming is you know like they talk about all the time. These games are inspired by Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. The opening to homecoming is literally the <laughs> yeah, opening it's, to Jacob's it's, Ladder. It straight it's, up is it's weird. yeah. So they meet up. They find Anna, who seems a little odd. She says she's looking for food. And they're at a hotel, and in one of the hotel, like, out boxes or something, they find another drawing. So they go, and there's, like, this weird thing about, like, oh, there's a random painting in front of the room. And they... Well, they can't find room 111, and they're, like, it's all this painting. Yeah, then it's it's behind that painting. Um, Okay, real quick question. I apologize, because there's so much I remember. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So, this is supposed to be within 30 years. From when the girl got burned up and this happened to the town, right? Yes. Okay. This girl, Anna, was like the elder of my elders. I'm like, how old are your fucking elders? Like 10? <laughs> it's like only been 30 years. She's like, the elder of my elders are want to put the protection up from this town or whatever like that. And like literally nobody's fucking age because all these people, like the church leader, They're all the, same the cop are the same age. Dahlia just looks like she, she got, you know, I don't know. She looks like she's thirsty a little bit. Lance, it appears you might have uncovered a plot hole. I mean, it was just kind of weird. I don't understand. Like, they apply that the cop was good later on when Alessa does her little vision yeah. thing. Because he's the one. That's yeah. where he gets the burn mark. Oh, yeah, from his at hand. first I thought he was like a dickhead, like an evil guy. Well, he just, I, it feels like he's just trying to keep this shit quiet. Like, like you know, trying to keep the evil up. contained in the town. But like I said, it's, it's just a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense watching this movie from like a first time viewing. Well, again, you know, and we've—I've been largely ignoring the Chris plot line because it's absolutely pointless. Yeah. Um, because at this point, you've already seen him go back to the town, and you see that the town's normal, which is like, oh, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, and he can't find his um, wife. Yeah, but I'm talking more along yeah. lines like just the time lapse and all this is happening. Like everybody looks the same in this town. Well, yeah, because well, later on in the movie, when Rose goes into the church for like the final confrontation. I don't know if it's if it's true or not, but it seems like uh, all those people, all those cult members, aren't actually alive. Like they've that was the died thing I got and they're to, like, stuck in some sort of purgatory. Well, they they died, but they can't accept it. Is that what they? Right. That's what the movie was implying. It's like very Stephen Kingish. Yeah. I thought they just like got like Spike barbed wire shoved up their asses. And well, that was what died. was happening, well, but it's like everybody was actually dead, and they just didn't realize it. They were yeah, so Rose far in their disbelief. The ch- yeah, Rose walks into the church and says, you know, you all can't see it. You can't open your eyes or whatever. You're all dead. You've been dead. You died in that fire. That, it doesn't make any sense, though, because... 
what? Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot in this movie. It's made, I mean, this is like Mortal Kombat Annihilation trying to twist your head around shit for me. I don't understand, though. How are they? Well, why would they be dead? I, I, what difference does it fucking... Because that wouldn't well, explain the cop, though. Yeah. He's in the real world. Yeah, he's not dead. And he was the one that sat there and you know, try to got her out from the metal shackles. His hands are burnt. This is supposed to be thirty years. Motherfucker looks the same. Well, I think that's just a fault with not doing makeup properly to make him look younger. <laughs> this fucking movie. Uh yeah, I don't know, man. I, just, I think it was just them kind of fucking up with this. Another thing that I'm gonna. Movie. I mean, I mean, this plot is very convoluted, and even as someone who is a, a big fan of Silent Hill and understands the plot from the games, which are, you know are very convoluted in, in themselves or in its own right. Yeah. This movie's plot this, is very This one's like, just overly com- hard to understand. You can tell that like yeah. the director just did not he didn't understand the plot of the games was the fucking problem. So, he comes into making this and like uh, the the problem with I have with this movie is is that there's really no there's no group or there's really no characters that you can really say, "Hey, those are the good guys." <laughs> say hello to say the, hello back, to the back I mean you could say like Rose is a good character but then she just starts like fucking killing people at the end um, the cult's evil Alessa's evil like there's no fucking nobody's like good yeah it and Sh- I guess Sharon is technically the only pure character in the film and at the end she absorbs Alessa again I'm assuming well yeah Alessa like re- re-merges with her and and I think Alessa's pretty much in control. Yeah, and then they're stuck in fucking um, foggy universe. Because we'll have to talk about part two yeah. when we get to the end. But yeah, it's a lot of this stuff just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know, man. Like, okay, the people survived. They've been in this church or protected, but they're actually dead. So is Dahlia yeah. like the only one that's actually alive? And the church leader, she isn't the only one. She's the only one of those that hasn't aged. They all, all of the rest of them look like they're old as fuck anyway, and they're all ashy. But she hasn't looked like she aged from the flashback, and like I said, the cop looks because, exactly the same. Dude, but he lives in the real world, though. The, the The director knows that the audience would just be too stupid to realize that those are one and the same characters. They have yeah. to look. Exactly I mean, we're, the to same. be fair, we're still we're still in this uh, like the 2006 the movies. They a lot of them don't hold up in this era. Yeah, especially like scary movies. Like you watch the Omen remake; it's not as good as the Omen. It's like very yeah. over the top, and it's like. Well, you know, a lot of these well, movies with the, with the budget, with the budget this film had, they probably didn't want to be like, well, let's just cast people who look like them that are younger for that flashback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because well, it know, was for like a yeah, but fifty million dollars was a lot for clip. 06, though. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they probably didn't want to push it out even more. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. Like that was the one thing they didn't think about was the cop. Like they, they added that little trope. They showed the cops' hands all burnt. Like. Oh, what the hell is that? And then you see in a flashback. But if you think about it hard enough, it's like, yeah, this plot has more holes than Swiss cheese. Yeah. So that's the only, yeah. that's my, like, from the outside. Because I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it when I'm watching it. And then I go through Wikipedia looking at the plot, making sure I understood some things. That's like, yeah. well, damn, yeah. this really doesn't. And that's fucking... like one of the big disappointments about this movie as a Silent Hill fan is that it introduces Silent Hill to so many new audiences that now now have, like, a completely wrong idea of what Silent Hill's all about. I mean, I want to go watch, like, cutscenes from well, just, the games now. Like, the original just games. Wait, just wait till we get to the second movie. Yeah, the second movie's fucking garbage. Because <laughs> I, I think I am going to do that for my next movie, just to uh, get it done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, like, I think, from what you guys are telling me of the original games, that story sounds 
yeah. concise. It sounds yeah. like something I'd it's want, really even for a cool. 1999 like, movie. The like game, movie game I mean. is so fucking good. It has like the tone of a Stephen King fucking like book, but like the story of like. I don't know. It's just really good. <laughs> yeah, and that's just the thing. It's just confusing. It's like, you know, why can't Hollywood... Going back to that original question, you have an interesting thing in these games because they got to this level where you're actually going to make a movie. Why couldn't you just left it at that? This feels very Resident Evil. Like, let's put Alice yeah. in. I don't, I don't it, even play little, the Resident Evil games. Yeah, it's a little bit more respectable than the Resident Evil games because there are, you know, it has like the... It has music from the games, which is cool. Mm. The overall plot is... Somewhat, somewhat similar. similar yeah you know it has a lot of parallels but it um, went like very it dumbed it down it seemed like it yeah. dumbed down the game's plot i wouldn't even for say this. it dumbed it down it just overly complicated the shit and completely just misrepresented or misrepresented well and, what and the and the the company or the studio making them force more plot for chris didn't help anything yeah that definitely because if it wasn't for that stuff it would probably would have been a little bit more concise the thing is is that the director should have just fucking buckled and said okay i'll make the main character a male like he is in the fucking games i mean it's cool that it's a female i don't have any problem with it being a woman as the lead i'm just saying that like it's completely detrimental to the fucking movie like the studio wouldn't have like interfered into making yeah. that stuff if Chris was the main character. Yeah, and the reason that Christoph Gans, yeah. the director, made uh, the protagonist of this movie a woman is just like, it's really weird. It's a really weird reason. He, he says that um, like the way that Harry cares about his daughter in the movie um, or in the game, like that's a mother... That's a mother's kind of love. Like a man couldn't... Come on. <laughs> it's just such flimsy fucking like logic. To, it is. It's really dumb. I think they wanted to have but, an attractive female in the league. Um, like, yeah, I mean that's what a lot of people just speculate why they, why he did it. He just wanted like. Well, it may be a studio thing too. It's like, well, guys. No, I'm pretty sure it was. It was totally have a hot chick. No, nah, it was totally just Christoph nah, Gans. Yeah, no, because the compromise the compromise there was the studio wanted they wanted the a male lead, lead yeah. and he didn't want to he didn't want to replace his lead with a male lead, so he forced more story in for. For uh, Chris De Silva, so you guys are so you guys feel that shit forced. I from watching the movie, the Sean Bean stuff didn't feel forced to me. It felt very it just, forced yeah. To it me. just felt it, it, it felt completely no. Unnecessary. It, it, it established to me like from like obviously I'm the virgin experience here. It established to me that everything that's happening is happening in some alternate plane. Yeah, but he you can't see. Yeah, but you could have had just one scene where he looks for her in that town and then. Or you could have fucking saved it for the end and have it be the surprise. Yeah, at I was the gonna end. say the ending does does exactly that, and the ending would have been even more impactful, I think, if they would have returned home and he's laying there on the couch or whatever, and you realize that well, they don't they're still trapped in that other thing. realm. Yeah, it's because they're yeah. they're in two different like dimensions or whatever the fuck. But I guess in the sequel they're not in two different dimensions. Anymore. In the it doesn't really explain it. I don't know. I read up on Wikipedia. Yeah, Cody would have to jump in on there because I've never seen the second movie. I've just seen clips and I I've seen reviews and I just know that I've I've seen enough to know that it's a fucking terrible movie. Which we'll we'll talk about that toward the end. But uh, jumping back into the plot, they're at the hotel. They find Alessa here, right? No, Rose in does. that room. Well, she goes. Well, the room. From what I remember, the room. They go in there, but they end up going into the building next, which is like part yeah. of the factory that was part of the coal mine, I'm assuming. And she sees um, 
Alessa. So she starts going up the stairs and she jumps over that fucking big pit thing that I guess goes right. into the coal mine or whatever. And then Alessa's yeah, like, then... "Look, I'm on fire!" And, and it was like, and then <laughs> oh, she wakes put me up, out, put me out. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me some water, um, you bitch. You know. So that girl after, after that scene, you get all the birds and stuff start flying out. So Anna's like, "Oh no, the darkness is coming!" And they and they try to run back to the church. And then you get the scene where Rose is like staring at the birds for five and a half minutes above the church like what are you doing i love the bud um, the buddy and then dahlia comes up well dahlia was at the thing she was yelling at them you're running away from your fears yeah. what about that shit. what about that rock though how good did that look it looked horrible yeah she gets, <laughs> i was like, oh my yeah, God, I, was like I had to rewind because i was like dude what the fuck was that cut it, it looked like it was hanging in the air for a split <laughs> yeah it's like it flew and hit her yeah it's head. like she stopped it telepathically so so it would lessen <laughs> the impact or something oh god yeah that that shit was kind of and the whole fucking like when she ripped well when uh, i guess it's pyramid head Picks Anna up and he rips off her clothes. I'm like, Woo! <laughs> he just starts. But then he, ri- <laughs> he just starts going he to town her on her. Off. Yeah, that yeah, shit was kind of rough. I'm like, so is she gonna become like one of those little gray people? What made me? It made me smile. I bet it did. <laughs> you freak. He's like, that looks like my wife Stephanie. Cody's like, awesome. I love. That. It made me smile because after he rips her skin off, they're like closing the door and he like throws the skin at the door and it like. Like splatters on their face. Yeah, Pyramid Head. He's like an angry, like thirteen year old. He's like, "Fuck, stay out of my room. <laughs> I'm trying to jerk um, off in here." But yeah, it was the whole thing was just kind of wild. I was I was expecting dead bodies to raise up from the graveyard when like it was turning into the nightmare world, and that didn't happen. Yeah, the graves just kind of disappeared. Felt like that probably would have been too egregious, though. I, I don't think that captures Silent Hill's tone of just zombie Dawn of the Dead shit happened. Yeah, well, I wouldn't necessarily say zombie. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Like Jason Voorhees. Jason lives. <laughs> Part six. <laughs> so now you're introduced to Christabella and most most of the cult, which none of their names matter. Yeah. Christabella says that a demon knows where Sharon is being held, and they end up going, or after they pray, and uh, I guess clear out the darkness, which doesn't make much sense, they go to the hospital no, and that, right before was it the hospital? Yeah, uh, it was the hospital. My yeah, bad. It was. Right, right before Rose gets on the elevator, uh, Christabel is going to hand the locket and opens it and sees that a picture of Sharon is in there, who looks like, uh, what the fuck? She is a lesson. I mean, they're played by the uh, same girl. So yeah, they are. Yeah, and <gasps> the new vessel of the demon, a witch. Ah, I like how that. she gives her yeah. the fucking devil horns. Like rock on, dude. Like, you want a hell? <laughs> Oh, you know, it's it's weird. Like, uh, Dahlia did, like, the rock-on type hand thing when Pyramid Head showed up behind Anna. <laughs> I didn't notice that. She's like, she's, she's like, like rock she's I'm on. back in black. Rock-on hands. She's like, fuck yeah, dude, Metallica. Um, Inter- was it Tika 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 Tika? <laughs> Sorry, that's an inside Metallica so, joke. <laughs> so, Sybil uh, starts to fight off the cult members while Rose gets away. And it looked like they beat her to death. I don't know how she lived through that. Yeah, her um, face was just fucked up. It was like, damn, she was yeah. beating the shit out of her. I was surprised that she just didn't, like... She could have got inside the elevator thing and then shut it. Or she could have just fucking yeah. ran away while she had her gun pointed at them and not pulled the trigger. 
Yeah. That was kind of cool. And then she just kind of smiled. Yeah, that whole thing was kind of like, I mean, yeah, that was like dramatic for the purposes of the movie, but it doesn't really make sense in effect. Yeah, it would have been smarter for her to just jump on the elevator with, with Rose. Yeah. But but then Rose, uh, gets, Rose goes down to the basement ugh. or wherever it is and sees the nurses. Hey, real quick, before we get to the nurses, when um, whatever her name is, uh, the leader of the cult. Christabella. Christabella. When she tells her, memorize your way, and it shows this big fucking hedge maze from The Shining mapped out, and she's like, left, right, left, right. Left, yeah. Right. And I'm like, who in the fuck could memorize that just like that? Why wouldn't she just take I was, it down? I was, think, I was thinking, why does this hospital have so many freaking turns in it? I'm like, this is supposed to be like the King. game. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it, I, I get you. I bet you Jack could have used this in The Shining. Left, right, right, left. Okay, I can get out. Yeah. I'm going to kill that fucking kid now. <laughs> what was she saying? Where she's like, she's killing you. When she was doing that, I don't understand that. What the fuck was Oh, she's on? like, she's sending you to your death, I, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, okay. She was, oh, she was okay. like, she's killing you! She's uh, like, shh, don't let them know. Yeah, I thought she was like sending <laughs> her psychic like fucking waves to kill her. Like I was like, what's going on? It's like, no, I'm just doing left, right, left, right, left, right, you bitch. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. <laughs> a, B, Konami. A, C. Konami yeah, it is the Konami code, yeah. So. <laughs> You see the nurses. They're drawn to the light. That shit um, was weird. They, Where do those nurses come from? They, just the hospital? Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I mean, my assumption with, with how this movie is is that Alessa kind of created them in her mind because she's stuck in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, and i tell you what. Because I mean, there are nurses in the first game, but they don't look like the... No, they don't become like the breasty... Yeah nurses until the second they one. have like well hey leeches. the nurse that's sitting there waiting on uh yeah lisa that's that's lisa yeah that's it yeah so that's lisa um she's a woof. well woof. in, in the in the movie she's uh credited as something else uh like red nurse <laughs> I, I thought she was like yeah. a five or a ten yeah. but in the game <laughs> no. yeah in the game she's in an the game, actual character in the first game she's an actual character named lisa garland um, and that's sort of, I guess, this movie's nod toward her character, which I found it unsettling. You know, seeing her, seeing the outfit, it's, I mean, it's the same exact outfit from the game. So it's like, oh, sh- that's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, of course, she's hiding her face the whole time. And when they finally reveal her face, her eyeballs. Man, it's, it, that actually gave me chills. I was like, oh, yeah, it gosh, is a pretty that- good scene. It, it's kind of, I guess it's supposed to be kind of reminiscent of in the first game when she has like all that blood coming off her head and she's like stumbling towards Harry. Yeah. Yeah, but you find out that Alessa's been alive this whole time, or at least in this dimension, and all of her, <laughs> despite all her rage, she's still just a rat in a cage. Um, oh, God, she looks so weird, too. Like, she's still wrapped up, but, you know, she's, like, grown up now. She looks yeah. like she has a bunch of gum on her head. Oh, <laughs> when she's smiling and when they're in yeah, the church. Yeah, she's like, hee, hee, I sparted, hee. <laughs> when, she's, when she's in the church and she's hanging out, she's, like, smiling. I gotta, I'm just now thinking about... Pizza time. <laughs> Pizza time. She's like, hey, Ma, look, no hands. <laughs> look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> fucking just killing everybody. And she really likes Bob Wire. Yeah. Well, what I thought about this is they're like, they do the two flashbacks pretty much back to back, right? Back so they have back. a flashback. And then, like, you get like a brief, like, 20 seconds back in, in the present day. And then it cuts back to a flashback again. It's like, why didn't they just put this all in one flashback? Because the director's like, I'm German and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I'm a honey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where is the schnitzel? Oh, the Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Where is the bratwurst and schnitzel? Uh, yeah. Um, 
so this is when you find out what actually happened to Alessa. She was an outcast because she was a bastard. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was funny the way you said that. She's a bastard. <laughs> with my dog, my child be a bastard. Um, I ain't a, no beat a, a, Sorry. <laughs> there was a day at school where apparently she uh, was being teased and she ran off into the bathroom and I guess the janitor was in there. He's and like, it's implied it's, that he It's an invitation. Her. He goes, oh. You're in here too, huh? Doesn't he make like a funny face? I mean, <laughs> he smiles at her and like strokes his mop handle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's a movie. So it's just funny though. It's just, he's just like, he's you like, come here often? He, he, like, <laughs> yeah, he points to himself like stroking the mop handle. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you oh come here often? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm he's so like, sorry. Yeah, I have a carton of milk over here. <laughs> Let's sit down and talk about our problems. Like, uh... That was fucking weird. Yeah, that's not in the game. I don't know why they decided oh. Hollywood baby. Yeah, he's like, put, oh, she needs child rape. Yeah, Christoph Gons is like, I need child rape in my movie. Yeah, it's it's a weird choice. Um that is so, totally weird. and then you find out that Christabella uses that as an excuse to purify um Alessa and Dahlia agrees, but then once she re- realizes what they're going to do, you know, she tries to stop them unsuccessfully. Alessa is burned. And they say that while she's in the hospital, all of her rage, basically her rage, why wouldn't <laughs> is in the cage? Why wouldn't the police arrest like the fucking cultists for doing? Because not all the cops were like on the fucking take from the cult, were they? Like in the I'm movie? assuming they were. This whole town was like that. Well, like the good cop is like There's only tried to help her. Though. Like they put her yeah, in the fucking. They put her in the hospital for God's sake. Like if if the hospital was all paid off by the cult, they just would have given her back to the cult. Like. I mean, what did they do? Lie and say she fell into the fire? Yeah. Pit? I don't understand. That. Uh, yeah. But look, we had this I whole mean, yeah. we had this nice barbecue going to happen, and she was playing with the coals, and we we're like, "Get away from there!" And she just fell in. Yeah, because the deal within the game is is that the town was all like paid off basically by the cult because the cult was like they make drugs in the fucking game, so like they had like yeah. a shit ton of money and just paid everybody off, or they were members of the cult. So like the cops didn't ask any questions, and the hospital wasn't going to ask any questions either. It was confusing. Like I said, this this movie is very convoluted. Yeah, and, and you know the whole excuse of like, well, her powers came from her rage. I, I think that's kind of lame. I like the game's plot better, where she was born with the psychic yeah, powers. Yeah, like um, what's Professor that? Xavier. It's like that Stephen King book. Oh, um, Carrie. Yes, <laughs> I, I was really gonna be like, oh, uh, you it's mean like uh, Friday Pet Cemetery? It's like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, Seven, Seven, The New Blood. There we go. It's uh, it's um, Professor Xavier. It's the Phoenix. It's the Phoenix rises. <laughs> it's it's Doctor Strange. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of weird. They say that you know she's been there. They talk about how Lisa Garland took a took a peek. Woo! Hey, her flashback it. too. Woo! She's like, oh my fucking eyes. Oh, oh man, it's so depressing. <laughs> but uh, and it's just it was extremely. Like I said, it was unsettling when they finally revealed yeah. her face. I don't I understand like, oh, how like her eyes got fucked up before Alessa had her powers because she didn't she didn't meet the devil before like when when Lisa looked well, at I her. Well, I think they talk because they talk about her her powers starting to come about because her rage was building. Oh, okay. So I think maybe it was just more and then the devil contained at that point. The devil met her and fucking like how that kid's all burned up the fuck. Will her eyes still be like not charred or something? 
Yeah, I mean, in reality, they'd probably be like glazed over by eyelids or some shit, like burnt and fused. Yeah, that was that was the kind. Of probably thing. looked like glaucoma. Eyes. Yeah, that, that was just the kind of thing. I was like, mm. I, I mean, it was kind of weird. She looked, I mean, <laughs> she looked like a fucking burnt cheeseburger. But, I think uh, it was it was funniest <laughs> at the end where you see her and she just looks like a big piece of chewed bubble gum. That was fun. But you see all this Bob War. I'm like, you know, she must be like Terry Funk and Cactus Jack and wrestling. They love Bob War. She's like a ride in a cage, dude. When the flashback ends, they talk about, you know, Alessa has a dark side that, that was created, and then there's an innocent side that is sharing. Emperor Palpatine and um, Luke Skywalker. And they say that, you know, they need uh, Rose to get them inside the church because the cult. I guess their faith or whatever their denial prevents them from entering. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the thing. That's what doesn't make sense. So are they already dead? And they're like, <laughs> nothing, I don't know. Nothing in this movie makes any fucking sense. Yeah, I'm like, I just, I just roll with that because that's what Rose says when she walks in the and, church. It's like, oh, so I guess they're dead. I always, I guess it's just more like a and fitting like the the Christian cult sort of theme to it. Like they're just trapped in purgatory. Yeah. I, I don't. Um, another question I have with them. Sp- um, with Alessa splitting off. Okay, so she wants to punish the cultist, and she needs all of her power to do it. I guess she needs that like good part of Alessa to do it, but for some reason... She's... No, I, I don't know if it's the good part. I think it's just... They were protecting the good part, so it but couldn't why? get corrupted. Why were they doing that? Because that's her emotional connection to it, I'm assuming. Does that I make don't sense? fucking... I still do. I'm assuming that Sharon okay. is Alessa's kid. Well, the, she got raped by the guy because she was a baby who dropped off at an orphanage. The movie's not very fucking clear. <laughs> they expli- they explicitly say that basically Alessa and Sharon are creations of the real Alessa, like the dark Alessa is a creation of the real Alessa, and that the two were split. Um, which of course the dark Alessa, I guess, is also like the devil. Yeah. Well, I, guess. I think we'll see the, what, the, what it was supposed to be was that 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 evil child thing that sees Alessa all burnt up is because so, she says like I go by many names, um, but right now I'm the dark part of Alessa. I guess that's just supposed to be like the devil. So that's why I was calling yeah. it the devil. Yeah, but you guys realize that like Sharon was a baby when they dropped her off at the orphanage. Yeah, because for some reason Alessa split herself like like she does in the game. But her motive for splitting herself in the movie doesn't make any sense because why would she do that if her only motivation is to be evil and punish the cultists? Do you guys see well, where I'm maybe, saying though about like? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but it's not. It also can't be the child of the rapist because yeah, that that timeline doesn't ma- match up either. Also, she's a Sharon's child, only nine years old. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to know what my face was when I gave you that look. <laughs> you looked at me like I think that I, I thought I looked at you like the fuck. No, you were like like you looked at me uh, and smiled. Like I was like <laughs> that was great. I wish that was on YouTube. But yeah, that was just the thing I got confused about. Like well, I understand the timeline, but we've already discussed the timeline doesn't fucking make sense in this movie anyway. Nobody's like abiding the laws of time anyway. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it, like we've already said, a lot of this plot has a, a lot of holes in it. It's just overly complex. Um, and... yeah, but do you guys, it's, you guys it's, do believe that Alessa like refused with Sharon at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's smiling. She's like, she's pizza time. They what? Dark Alessa goes inside, like basically 
hides herself inside of Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was so kind of cool. So she can get into the church. Um, they when she goes in the church, she confronts the cult. They're like slapping her and punching her and stuff, which got you know. Uh, it was like, I was like bam! She just keeps at, on walking. After the, after the first slap, I was like, okay, whatever. She's gonna ignore that one. And then when the guy punches her, I was like, damn! Like punches dude back, <laughs> shit. Um, and then uh, I already forgot her name, Christabella yes, or whatever. Uh, stabs Rose, which then allows Dark Alessa to escape, and it also changes the church into the, like the nightmare realm. Yeah, it's 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 finally uh, then, like she's well, able to get within their borders. It's a part of the whole thing. Yeah, right? and then you find <laughs> out borders. that she's basically she's been Shut kept <laughs> like under the basement. She was or in the basement of the church. Yeah, this this is the part where the CG just looks terrible to me. Uh, when you get all the barbed wire, everywhere. it goes up her. That was fucking Ass that was gr- or no. vagina. I'm assuming both. Like boop boop. boop, 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 boop. Nice. The and DP, then it went out of her mouth a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> got that that's that TP dude, triple penetration. That's that, that's that's yeah. what we call ATM ass to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Alessa's killing everybody. Uh she rips Christabella apart. Rose goes to save. Oh, she rips her in half though, like down the middle, like yeah. a sandwich. She's like, I'm a finna, I'm a That was the fucking cool because everybody else was just like, it was like, oh, they get wrapped up and they get killed. <laughs> this bitch had fucking barbed wire showed up her vagina and her ass going through her mouth, and then when all that was done, she got ripped see, down the fucking middle. It was awesome. She's like, I'm yeah. finna rip you in half, girl. But you see, hold on. The problem I have with all this like overt killing shit is is that it really doesn't fit in line with like. How the original games presented their Hollywood horror. baby. Yeah, there's like you don't see anybody like get killed really. Well, you do in the third game, but it's not even like bloody or anything. He just kind of gets like stabbed. Yeah, this with a dagger. this turns into more like a gore. Yeah, this fest is like right at the end. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with like gory ass movies. It's just it doesn't fit with what he's adapting here. Yeah, it's interesting. That's for sure. It's because um, I mean, like I said, I I wouldn't know Adam. I wouldn't yeah. know the game because, like, movie yes, in the e, games but... you never see the face of a dead body, like a dead person. You never see their face, like clearly, and you never really see. So, so they keep this kind of illusion where you can't tell if the dead bodies are like really dead people. You know what I mean? It's like weird. Let yeah. the bodies hit the floor. No, real quick, going back to the nurses. I'm sorry. Yeah, go back to this. When the one nurse, I guess, is holding a scalpel, and she's like. <laughs> And then she starts trying to like stab it, and she's cutting all the other nurses' throats. What the fuck was up with that? Yeah, I mean it was cool. Uh, because I liked it. They're blonde. Yeah, they so can't she's just she's just swinging at the sound. Yeah. yeah, but why why is she swinging? The other ones are not doing anything, but just like twitching, and then they stop. I think Rose like bumps into her or something, yeah. doesn't she? Which sets her off. I don't know. Maybe she's the only one who can hear as good. <laughs> yeah, that thing was just kind of weird. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was some left. I thought it was a cool home. sequence, regardless. Just yeah, I mean that cool thing. I was just curious why. Like I don't. Know. Understand. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of times in this movie where I think, you know, just regardless of the games, there's some cool sequences and, like, visuals and stuff, but that, not yeah. all the time do they fit with, like, the game's tone. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, to wrap up the plot real quick, uh, Sharon is saved. Rose tells her to close her eyes. Rose is also closing her eyes like a dum-dum. Close your eyes! And Dark Alessa comes up and basically merges herself with Sharon and I do think they merged. I don't think that Dark Alessa is really like taking complete control because you still see some hints of like Sharon, like you know how when they're running back to the car and she's like kind of being playful in the way she runs and everything. 
Um, Which is weird because of that traumatic experience. She's like, I just saw yeah. everybody get eviscerated. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I guess we forgot to say that Dahlia was the one that was hiding Sharon. Um, and Dahlia, at the end, is upset that Alessa didn't kill her with everybody else. Why, though, is and my question. Why she well, there, because, why they didn't you know, they had that line earlier in the game or earlier in the movie of mother's in God, the eyes of God. a child, mother is God. So Alessa wouldn't kill her own mother. Yeah. But why I mean, I know why she wouldn't kill her, but why is she upset? Well she that, wants she wants to be killed so she can escape that place. She's trapped there just like everyone else. Oh. Now technically wouldn't she be like the only one left in that town? Well, now that um Rose and fake uh, Sharon are now trapped in that little realm too so I guess yeah I mean they might not be in that town but they're still in that same realm and you know there's other people that will randomly stumble into it as well so uh, theoretically but yeah so they go home Chris is there Chris. he's you know la- laying on the couch and they walk in and you can see the two different tones and then you realize that you know, Chris is still in the real world, and uh, Sharon slash Alessa and Rose are still in the fog realm, and that's where the movie ends, and it leaves it completely open, and... And everybody talks <sighs> about the ending. Real quick question. Now, the original game, was there a conclusion to the game? Yeah. Was it a happy conclusion? Yeah. Uh, sort of ish, yes, okay. kind of ish, but there was a conclusion. Well, like the next game it, is like there's like mul- sorry, go ahead, Cody. There's multiple endings to the game, yeah. and I guess the canon ending is that um, Alessa is reborn, I think, yeah, and Harry takes the newborn child home and raises her, yeah, and then that's um, that leads into the third game, which is a direct sequel to the first game, yeah, and which she grows up to be Heather yeah. Mason, and they're in like yeah. hiding from the cold and shit. Yeah. So, you asked about if they're still trapped in this realm. The second movie is a direct sequel to this. It follows Sharon or Alessa or whatever you want to call call her. I don't remember what she's called in in the second movie. I think they but she do call like, her Heather in the second movie. It's either that or Cheryl. They may have gone back and called I her think, Cheryl for I some think, reason. Yeah, I think her fake I think it's the same deal in the games and her fake name's Heather, but her real name I think they did go back and name her Cheryl. I think okay. don't quote me on um, that. Everybody. I'm quoting you. Already. Okay. Put that on the back of the box. They um they they do escape the realm, but then they get pulled back to Silent Hill. It's been I have not seen that movie since like twenty twelve when it came out. Um and that's why I do want to. That's why I do want to cover it for the, my next pick. But in in the second movie, before I mean, we're gonna watch it or whatever. Um, are they just out of the realm? Like that doesn't explain how they got back to the real world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember. I don't remember what how that movie. Because that's a pretty fucking big th- point that you. I feel like should have been explored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only the only thing I really remember from the second film is like at the end. There's this whole like scene that takes place in a carnival, and it's kind of ridiculous. But like I said, it's been it's been eight or nine years since I've seen that movie. So I guess we'll. Oh, one more thing I wanted to talk about before we get to whether or not we recommend this movie. What did you all think of the soundtrack? I was I was literally going to ask that too. Um, <laughs> I guess I can start off because I opened my mouth. But um, yeah, I love 
the soundtrack in this fucking movie. It's great. Uh, but, you know, I love the soundtrack of the first, or, well, uh, all of the Akira Yamoka OSTs from the games. Yeah. I love them. Um, yeah, I can't praise them enough, so. Um, yeah, I completely, I completely agree myself. Um, great. I love Akira Yamaoka's com- uh, compositions for the games. And, I mean, this is just more of that. It's it's fantastic. What about you, Lance? Okay, I ha- this may come across as disrespectful. So I thought, <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm like legit because I try to be open. Owen said this a couple like a week or so ago when we talked about this. He goes, "Yeah, you're surprisingly open minded about movies." I try to give movies a fair shake. Yeah. I do. I mean, and never mind. I mean, like Charlie and Chocolate Factory is different, but I I do try to do yeah. that. Uh, yeah. I didn't. It's like Scarface. Carface. I did not pay attention to the soundtrack. I was yeah. t- I was kind of immersed in the story because this in, is the first some, time watching it. Okay. Yeah, in some aspects, I will say that in this movie, I mean, it is overt. Like the soundtrack is very overt, and if you played the games, you'll definitely fucking notice it. Yeah, but it's a little yeah. understated because I think uh, the director he picks some tracks that are aren't really completely like Akira Yamaoki. Like, there's no like weird ambiance tracks from the games really i mean there's a couple but and you don't have any of that cool like trip hop stuff that akira yamoka does like um oh, there was there was one in there um yeah wasn't it it was it the silent hill 2 bowling alley song i think yeah i think so yeah i love that fucking track yeah. but i'd have to rewatch the movie again or two yeah i can show you some of akira yamoka stuff if you want um yeah. or i can just play a couple after this yeah i think i just i just it didn't stand out to me because I was kind of paying attention to the story. Yeah. Usually if it's something uh, like, I, I, I guess that's something I really don't pick up on unless I'm watching like the second or third time. So I've already understood the story and everything else is kind of like flowing together. I guess yeah. I'm just slow. I don't know. But yeah, I, I really didn't pay much attention yeah. to the soundtrack. I apologize. Like I think a so, big reason why this movie was made just for like Akira Yamoka, because wasn't he like the producer or something? Or did he just do the OST? He just did the soundtrack. Okay. I figured he had, like, a big hand in it because I feel like this was, like, his, like, I want to be in the movies. I I feel like any and all things that they talked to the game creators about, yeah. they're like, oh, okay, appreciate it. We're going to put it in the back yeah, of our minds. We're not going to think yeah, about it. Yeah, I don't it. think any Team Silent member, maybe besides Akira Yamoka, was really consulted. Yeah, definitely and, uh, not like any of the creature designers, like Masahiro Ito or anything like that. No, they were not like hearing what you guys are saying about the video games from the outside and just watching this movie the first time. It really feels like like okay, look guys, we know you made the game. We know what we're doing. We're in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm not saying this is what the director says. Yeah. I'm saying this is kind of like the studio, not really like I, the thing is is the director like the whole like beginning of this movie was is that he took footage from I think what game did he take? Did you do you know Cody? He took like footage from one of the games or something. Uh, was it the first or the second or I can't I can't remember. I, I wasn't I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention. Uh, to, he's trying to, to get that. the girl keep her uh, her from jumping off the cliff or whatever is that what you're talking no, about? Uh what he did to show he wanted to pitch this movie and he was trying to get Konami's permission. So what he did was is he took footage from either the first or the second game or something. He cut it up to make kind of like you know those like video game movies you find on YouTube that like cut out the gameplay. Mm. He basically made that and he was like, "Look, I can cut it, I can make a movie." 
you know. Oh, that's pretty so cool. So he, do. yeah, he, you could tell that he liked a lot of the atmosphere and tone, kind of, but he definitely like misunderstood, and really didn't like have. This is him wanting to do his own original he didn't story. Have, yeah, he. This kind is the thing of, where Cody was talking about. I just, feel like I feel like he just doesn't work. In I, this thing. I think he wanted to do the boot games justice. Is the thing. I just think he didn't have the understanding of the games to do the games justice because he didn't play them. You can tell he has not played the games. He definitely like didn't do as me and Cody have done probably and like fucking nerd out over the lore and like the scares and what things symbolize. And maybe and here's the thing too, and I feel like I mean obviously I'm probably unfair about it, but. Maybe he did, and this is the studio saying, "No, no, no, no." The, the audiences aren't gonna like this because yeah, you will be listening to like people that do do podcasts. They have to go through a lot of bullshit, whether they love a movie or not, with the studio because you have yeah. a bunch of guys in suits going, "Well, this isn't gonna go to the uh, wider audience." Like the whole cult thing, trying to create a god, which is cool sounding, yeah. but like, no, 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 that makes too much. That doesn't make enough sense. How about we make it a Christian cult about God? Yeah, and that feels like that dumb that. Yeah, because like, yeah, in the original game, the cult doesn't have too much connection with Christianity, like much at all. Like, yeah, not it sounds like I mean, it sounds completely original. Where this movie's like, we gotta lean on some of these tropes, and I don't think that's necessarily the director. In my opinion, yeah, you know? I can. They probably the studios probably did have a guiding hand and stuff like that, but I don't. I wouldn't think they would have like a guiding hand and just like maybe with. I don't know, you know. Well, this is Cody's movie. We're taking it. Over. Yeah. I'm sorry, Cody. <laughs> sorry, uh, but it's just I'm, no, I'm just uh, I'm trying to make sense of a lot of this stuff, and it's just like ah shit. I thought I was stupid watching the movie because I didn't understand it. I'm like, okay, maybe they're going to explain it to me, but it well, seems no. like you guys yeah. were like, uh, this is kind of silly too. Yeah, it's just too fucking overcomplicated. There's just too much like. Yeah, that, I don't understand why you change the names of characters. Like we're gonna check. Was it Mason is the last thing you're going? Yeah. We're gonna do a really common name. It's De Silva. De Silva. Yeah, it's De Silva. Like, uh, like that makes yeah, it's weird, especially when other characters kept their original name, yeah. like Sybil Bennett and Alessa Gillespie or whatever. Gillespie. Gillespie. You know, yeah. Gillespie. Let's get into whether or not we recommend it. Uh, I'll let Lance go first. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend this movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I mean, do you think I, it, even as a horror movie, it failed? Yeah, because I wasn't scared. I got yeah. like rewatching The Grudge with Cody. Yeah, like not with Cody. I was like, Cody, hold me. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> no, but having Cody pick that movie and rewatching, I got spooked the first half of the movie. Yeah. Watching this, there's like one or two times I got spooked, but then after that, I'm like. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, there's something, um, just to piggy off, piggyback off that. Get off like, my back. Yeah. Monkey, get off, get off I'm the monkey heavy. on your back right now. <laughs> uh, but to just piggyback off that, it's like they really didn't, there's not a whole lot dedicated to the horror in this movie. It's just really about, like, trying to be, like, about the cult and kind of. they, And they don't, like, the things that scare me, like the fucking Ash babies were terrifying yeah. at first. But they never go back to that. You never see it again. Yeah. And then... The uh, nurses are... I mean... They're uh, okay, but they're only in that one scene uh, again. Like, everything has one scene except for Pyramid Head. But everything has, like, okay, there it is, but you don't see it again. Where In the Nightmare World, wouldn't you see it all the time? Because, yeah, this is definitely a problem where the director was trying to fucking put too much shit into it. Because, like, Pyramid Head isn't from the first game. Um, The nurses aren't from, like, the first game. Like, at least in that form. Um, I don't know. He was just trying to do kind of a smorgasbord of like 
Well, Shit. and I get it. I mean, Mortal Kombat, we talked about that. They try to combine Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 into the first movie, yeah. and then Mortal Kombat 3 into, like, Trilogy, which is, you know, but that's really what Mortal Kombat Annihilation is, which is terrible. But, yeah, it. I don't know. They tried to do a greatest hits, it feels like, of the video games, what they yeah, thought were greatest hits. Yeah, with the monsters. And, and like, oh, we got to introduce this big band, let's do a greatest hits type of thing, but... Yeah, it just. Like, I wouldn't even say it's the greatest hits because a lot of the monsters that they chose, I, they aren't my favorites. I think the bubblehead nurses are very like prominent. This is the Walmart like, greatest hits. Yeah. So they used to sell for bands like because these aren't the greatest hits, but these are our greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Owen? Do you recommend this movie? Uh, hearing what Lance says and just somebody as a Silent Hill fan, no, uh, but. As a horror fan, I was kind of a little lighter while I was watching it, and I was trying to take it from, like, well, what if you were coming into this just as, you know, like a moviegoer during, like, the Halloween season or some shit, and you just wanted to see a scary movie? But just hearing what Lance says, it's like, this movie just completely, like, because it didn't scare me, and I'm assuming it's not going to scare a whole lot of people either. And the plot is just fucking completely convoluted because the director had no greater appreciation for the plot of the games. There's no, like, real intrigue. Uh, all the characters suck. Nobody's, like... You're not really rooting for anybody. Um, yeah, I just don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like... It, like, we talked about... Like, you know how we talked about in the discussion with... We talked about The Shining. Yeah. How Kubrick changed everything. Yeah. And we don't technically appreciate the other ghosts in yeah. The Shining movie because you don't know their backstory. Yeah. But if you read the book, you would. Yeah. And it feels like that with this. Like, if yeah. I'd known what the video game is and had the passion that you guys do, which is inspiring because, I mean, it's really cool yeah. to have people have the passion about something. But you guys know the lore and the backstory of these movies, or yeah. not movies, the franchise. Then you go to the game and they show me all this shit, and I don't know what the fuck it is. It just looks cool, supposedly. Yeah, there's no, like, backstory. About there the isn't. So it's a very, like, elementary Kubrick-ish yeah. When it comes to that. Yeah, but the thing about The Shining with Kubrick is is that that movie really stands on its own, you know? like. Well, they're trying to do that with this. Like, yeah, we stand but this own, movie yeah. fucking does not no, stand it does on not, its own yeah. at all. And it, I, I think it falls, and it, it happened in 2006. There's a lot of stuff in this mid-2000s range that is yeah. just not fucking yeah. memorable. Yeah, to like wrap up all of my thoughts on this movie put it in a neat little bow is is that the only reason why this fucking movie is popular is because it is based on silent hill that's the only reason it made money that's the only reason why people know about it it's based on silent hill if it wasn't based on silent hill this would just be a shitty fucking you know dumb horror movie that gets released like every halloween season yeah because it wasn't it really wasn't that scary at all man like i said the grudge terrified me the first hour the only claim to fame that this movie has is that it is an okay-ish video game adaption of a sea of shitty terrible video game adaptions yeah so go ahead yeah i wouldn't recommend it either um my memory of this movie was a lot stronger than it you know I, i definitely was looking at this movie through rose tinted glasses. Yeah, I feel like I was too. Uh, really, like I was coming. I'm sorry into if it. I shit on that. I'm apologize because I know. What? No, that, I mean, and no, I, I agree. Like while I was watching it, you know, it doesn't really work very well as a horror movie. It's not scary. Like I said, there's only really one unsettling scene, and that's when Lisa's face is revealed. Mm-hmm. I'd say and, for me, like the babies, the babies. Well, she when yeah, she was that, like, ah, it was just terrifying, yeah. and then and then all of a sudden, I thought when she screamed at them. The babies were like 
dissolving. I didn't realize the nightmare was ending at that point. And again, that's just the whole like me not understanding it, and they're introducing the nightmare world. Yeah. But when the babies disappear and she wakes up and she's in this bowling alley, at first I thought she got into just somebody's house, <laughs> and it was really fucking weird. And then she screamed at him, and you saw like half of them disappear, but then they were still trying to grab after her, and then all of a sudden they start floating away. Does that make sense? Yeah. That was the thing. Like, that's yeah. just some of like telling that weird shit and just and like say everything's so fucking dark in this movie. It's like watching Alien versus Predator Requiem. Like we don't want you to see everything because the CGI is shitty. What were you watching this on? I didn't really have any visual problems. I watched it on television. <laughs> yeah, I watched it on my computer monitor, so that might have been. Yeah, but the, everything at night it was just like. Ugh, I, you know, I mean, I was watching it off of like you know streaming on my YouTube on my yeah you know yeah. so I, everything was clear, but it's like. Everything like the nightmare world is like dark, but it's dark. Like the dude, you know, you know, gas mask is tied up like Jesus Christ on the fence. Yeah, I couldn't really tell what yeah, the he, fuck was wrong with him. Yeah, you didn't get to see his little eye, did you? Either. No, I, I just saw the one eye. eye. He was oh, like, yeah. they're behind yeah. you. And that's the only thing I saw. It was just kind of like, eh. I mean, like I said, that's just me. I'm sorry. I apologize. It was just things I didn't quite understand. It's frustrating because I want to understand it. When this, it's not like I'm watching, you know, Twilight, and I want to understand <laughs> more about this movie. No, I know about this movie. There's not much depth to it. This movie feels like it could have had so much depth to it, yeah. and they didn't know how to explain it on screen. Yeah, it's just basically like it feels like it has so much depth because it's an imitation of something that does have that much depth. Yeah. Not hearing that from you guys, I mean, it makes sense. But I was like, I was really curious. Uh, I was really hopeful that coming out of this episode. That you guys would have like talked me into like yeah I'm actually gonna go rewatch this again, I, you know I I don't think I'll ever rewatch this movie to be honest with yeah, you yeah it's kind of milk toast yeah I mean I have to rewatch Twilight so- next week that fucking sucks <laughs> I might want to rewatch Silent yeah. Hill after that but you're fine <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be it for this episode our next episode Ugh. is gonna be on Twilight fuck <laughs> uh, fuck don't guys but- don't ever make bets with your girlfriends and put a project that you have with friends up as collateral for an episode because you like, yeah, I'll bet something. I'll cover one of your movies. It was fucking stupid. And I got to cover Twilight. And this movie is like fucking watching paint dry. That's really cool. Well, like literally, I'm, I'll go ahead and give you a sneak peek. Anybody want a sneak peek of ne- the next episode? Yeah. It's going to be like five minutes covering the plot that is quote unquote a plot. And then we're going to shit on it for the rest of the time. And we're going to compare it to vampire movies that actually do work. The world is a vampire. <laughs> I mean, fuck. But yeah, uh, it was just, this movie was kind of disappointing. I was kind of excited. Like once I got into it, I mean, I, I actually got, I got sucked into the story and then I got done with the movie. I started thinking back and I'm like, yeah, a lot of the story doesn't make sense yeah. in this movie. And it was just like, fuck man. What could have been, and like I said, it feels like movie studios would be like, "Oh well, we can't, we can't touch that property now. It's kind of, it's tainted. Yeah. You tainted well, it. They did touch it again, and they fucked it up even further. Yeah, so. no, this this thing didn't make any fucking money either. But it's like you, you did this. Yeah. You're the ones that made this thing quote and unquote untouchable. The most egregious thing about this movie was is that it was like fucking. It made Silent Hill popular again. This like fucking bland ass movie made it just known to a wider audience and like after this movie came out you saw like silent hill on fucking like t-shirts there's carnival rides and it's all based on this fucking movie i wonder for context purposes obviously we can't go back in time what fans thought of it when it first came out because i know rotten tomatoes has like a 31 i think 
the second I think the general consensus consensus for a while was that it was a good video game adaptation. Yeah. But then again, that could have just been people watching it when it first came out and never going back to it and be like, yeah, I actually liked and it. You know? Those people, like a lot of the people who probably see it weren't like me and Cody, like diehard fans of like, you know, the originals and shit. So, yeah, I mean, cause like I said, I was like that for years and watching it again today, I was like, it's just, it doesn't so when, hold when up. When you watched I mean, it, Cody, I don't know. The first time what? when you discovered it, like five years later, the first time. Yeah. When you watched it, were you like completely just fucking enthralled with this movie? You're like, oh man, this is I wasn't really enthralled, good. but I definitely thought it was a way better movie than I was expecting it to be. And that may have been the thing is that I was going into it with low expectations, yeah. and it was better than than that. Yeah. But now going into it, I remember it fondly, and so it was worse than I remember it being. Oh. Yeah, that's like like I said, that's the claim to fame really for this movie is is that it's. Better than like the abs- Street Fighter, the movie. Yes, it's better than absolute dog shit, like most video games. More combination. So yes, most people walked into this movie expecting it to be completely fucking terrible. It's mediocre, so they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I feel like that was the dawn but, of the age in 2006, where everybody was like, "Every movie's got to be like a fucking epic," and all this other stuff. Like we kind of like wanted every genre to be, like, like. I don't know. That's like when everybody started like really drawing the lines and online, like MySpace was getting really big. Yeah. Like everybody's like opinions were starting this whole thing where it's like, you know, you're fucking stupid for liking this. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> it wasn't schoolyard bullshit anymore. It was starting to get online and it just felt like this is like, you know, everybody trying to make the movie like so epic. Like it felt like this dude trying to cram all this stuff in the first three games in this movie or the first two games at least. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is stuff. Look at this. Everybody's yeah. going to know what uh, this is, but it's got no backstory. Yeah. You were onto something that when you said that, yeah, I really do think that he was just trying to create like a showcase of like, look, these are how cool Silent Hill monsters are. But like, but he didn't set it up to where it but, could be expanded into like a multi-series like, thing. Yeah, none of the monsters are really faithful to the designs of the game. Not even Pyramid Head um, or the lore. Like yeah. the pyramid thing—that's pretty fucking cool. That, that's yeah. a but it looks of the dudes subconscious. Yeah, yeah like, it looks this right here. It's just some dude like I've got bugs. With and it me. looks a million times better and cooler in the second game because like he has like a fucking weird like tentacle that comes out of like his fucking hole in his like little pyramid helmet, mm-hmm. and like you can. You can't really see, but, like, sometimes you might get, like, a glancing shot underneath the helmet, and it's just, like, fucking a mass of, like, shit fused to the metal helmet. And when he walks around, he, like, holds the metal helmet and, like, fucking echolocates. All of his fingers are fused together. He only has, like, his pointer. Okay. Like, yeah, like, he, he looks a lot piece. more, like, monstrous and shit. Yeah, Vulcan. Yeah. But, hey, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this okay. up. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, see you later. Peace. Bye.